Here are some things. And welcome, Some Things Podcast listeners. Here we are at episode 18, where we are going to discuss, uh, let's see, fun Thanksgiving stories, uh, men being the root of all evil, and also uh, track and field updates. And we'll get more clarification on that later when we get to our sports segment. However, folks, this is a very interesting episode because last week, or a few weeks back, I was not here, and my, my co-host, John and Luke, were here to fill in for you guys, give you a fun random episode. However... I'm kind of riding solo as far as the main three, but I am not alone. I'm joined today with my other coast, Sarah, and you may know her from previous episodes, but we also have another special guest for you today. My third coast is the John Wiseman. Ayo. For AKA you, the other John. Yes. The other John. So or we, just the wise we do man. still, aha, yes, <laughs> we do still have a John with us today and a very sexy John at that. If, I wasn't the, expecting him out until after Christmas. No? Oh, <laughs> well, I, again, I, t I told John, uh, since we were going to be doing the Thanksgiving episode, I knew like, okay, we need to have him on because the Cowboys always play Thanksgiving. So that's going to be a great for a uh, great topic for the sports segment. Did you get my so, joke? Yeah, I, I took the wrong I wasn't star. Expecting I got until here a little after Christmas. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. I, okay. Now I get it. I'm, I'm like just so oblivious. I, I got a lot on my plate right now. I got to work tech. I got to work topics. I got to work the soundboard. Yeah, Luke I, I, usually works the tech. So Dylan's yeah, Luke, Luke, is a, Luke is a very beautiful man. He's a very smart man. And Gorgeous. John's always here for the lo lovable, uh, you know, what, what his fun commentary on the sports. So, again, they will be missed. We love you guys. Uh, hope you're both safe. I know Luke had work. And then John was coming down from the mountains. I guess him and some friends went up there after the recent snow we had. So they should be having fun. But, um, yeah, so I'll just start off uh, just with the whole basic how are you guys' week's been? Oh, man, um, kind of a relief. Okay. Last time I was on here, I was in the middle of my biggest project of the year at work. Right. The 200 page catalog. Oi. And we finally, we sent it to print and we approved it for print with our printing facility. Mm. And so it's finally, it's supposed to be printing and shipping tomorrow. Awesome. So I'm so excited that that is off my plate. And now I'm on to the next catalog. Woohoo. <laughs> no break. Yeah, so now what, you're covering Easter, right? That's yeah, what you're going we're working into. on Easter right now. I work for a church supply company, uh, online retail, and we release catalogs every season. Right. And uh, yeah, so uh, back in May, June, July, I was working on Christmas, and now that we're heading towards Christmas, I'm working on Easter. Woohoo. So. The other fun Christian holiday. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, how about you, John? What's been going on in your world? Uh, so, well, I've just been getting ready for the finals, you know, because finals, school's coming to an end finally right, right. and everything like that. So uh, just getting ready. But it seems like every two, every Monday I have a test. It's always Monday. <laughs> oh, could they not pick another day? So it's just Monday. This is the reason why everyone hates Mondays. Yeah, exactly. I was about to say it's like something horrible on the day. Oh, here. Let's give you something to hate. Even to, Monday yeah, to about. really hate. It's yeah. just like people already hate Mondays enough. It's like don't add, don't add fuel to the flame. It's just, it's terrible. Exactly. But you don't do things with your weekends, right? Like you, you have all that time to just study. <laughs> oh yeah, right. I think they're That's, doing you a favor. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Who in college so, has a life? Yeah. I mean, it, it has its ups and downs. I mean, we're learning. Uh, if anybody doesn't know, I'm doing HVAC and refrigeration tech. Mm. Um, so the one that we just went over test-wise is that we had to go over the basically air conditioning and troubleshooting. Oh, boy. He slammed that down our throats <laughs> in a matter of a week, and that's just 18 pages in one section. That's, what? So there's multiple. Uh, we had, did two sections in that, that week alone. And I was oh, just yeah. like, 
So you want me to memorize all this? Nah, bro, I can't <laughs> like, do that. <laughs> it's like, I can just have the manual with me when I'm repairing, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Do Dang. they ever just like sit you down in front of a broken fridge? Is that ever like... No, they actually do... Uh, what they have is they have an air conditioning and they okay. have four problems uh, switches. So you have to troubleshoot them. So you got to flip one switch and that cuts off whatever the problem is. Mm -hmm. One of them we just worked on was a bad board. So they cut the power to the board so you had to figure out what the problem was. Gotcha. So that's usually basically what they do. Hmm. All right. It's very interesting. We're getting uh, getting a lot of insight here for the refrigeration world. But, John, you also have another Instagram account, correct, of your just sexy fitness modeling. i, I got to put you on the spot, man, <laughs> being one of those glamour models. But, oh, ladies and gentlemen, he is very sexy, if you don't already know. <laughs> well, they will now because you're going to go follow him on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. they will. Well, what's what's that what's that uh, Instagram handle? Well, that the Instagram is Wise Fitness. Wise uh, Fitness. What it is is basically is, is to not only does to encourage people to lift weights or even fitness wise to get fit to the mm. our body is a temple. Oh yeah. And that's the thing that we got to treat it as this is our the body of Christ. Mm. Basically, what you want to do is they stay healthy. Right. Not only do you want to stay healthy, but you got to look at your family, for example. Mm -hmm. You know, we only live once, and you want to live for a long period of time. You okay. know, our world, I would get on this last one topic we're about, our world <laughs> is getting to a point that no one wants to live in it, really. Okay. <laughs> but you want to stay around with your family, so you want to spend time with them and everything like that. So how do you do that? Stay healthy and stay fit. Mm -hmm. um, encouragement and things like that. You know, my dad's lost so much weight, and it's, he has, yeah. and it's amazing. You know, he's gotten, I would probably assume from he was now probably in his 20% body Dang. That I've never seen him for my 25 years. So right. it's pretty daggum good. Yeah, even when you were a baby, you don't remember him being that skinny. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> but, you know. Well, so, they, they've both bulked up over the years. Oh, of course. Yeah, of course, you know. Of course, you know. <laughs> took a while for someone like me. He was pretty me, squishy so, but, 25 years ago. <laughs> but, no, yeah. So that's what it is. And it's more of an encouragement to his page. So it's not just for anybody and everything like that. I have a uh, little Isaiah that I was... Um, training for a while you know before school started because mm -hmm. you know school got me sidetracked in with work and everything like that and hopefully don't with the winter comes around i'll pick him up right back at it and we'll get back to the gym you know and he little isaiah junior high mm -hmm. you know he, he wants to get it um into it so you know i was like okay that's cool i have a bunch of other people who are like hey i want tips you know i have a guy oh, from of work you know he's a security guard he's all like dude how can i <laughs> i want to bulk, well, <laughs> bulk up and lose fat at the same time well you know Eating is the most important. Thing. Of course, yeah. That covers at least seventy-five percent of your uh, your body workouts. Right. This is such a great so. way to kick off our Thanksgiving episode. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah. So yeah. this will be our Thanksgiving episode for those of you that don't know or already re don't already realize this. But yeah. So we will release this uh, Monday. We're recording Sunday. And uh, yeah, hopefully you guys are all having a happy Thanksgiving. Maybe you're listening to it on Thanksgiving. You know, it'll be a it'll be a fun way for the family to come together and uh, you know gorge on food and hear about fitness at the same time. Exactly. <laughs> It's like we're judging you. No. <laughs> But yeah, so yeah, that all sounds good. I know I'll, I was talking to Sarah about it. I'll probably need some accountability heading into the future here. I, my, my goal is I still want to get down to at least 180 by like Christmas time, and I'm still at like the 195 area. So I got I got to get back on the the workout routine because I I come home from work after you know eight nine hours. That since we're back on overtime, I'm just like oh, I'm exhausted again. But yeah, so yeah, maybe I'll hit you up later. You know, hey, some yeah, of your well, some of your sexy tips. That's <laughs> fine. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, my week, uh, I me uh, it's been a little little rough back and forth. I, I've had some other family issues to deal with, but then uh. Uh, one fun note was me and Sarah. Uh, we have we have annual passes to Knott's Berry Farm, and so this this last Thursday we were actually able to go to the grand opening of Knott's Berry Farm. So that was that was really fun. We got to try like what three or four different seasonal oh, man, food items. Dude, Knott's Berry Farm always comes out with delicious food during these seasonal things. They really do. Like their boys and berry festival is one thing, but they had like so many other good mm -hmm. things here at the Christmas time. 
Yeah, so John, they had this sandwich. It was a wild boar sausage with like, Ooh. oh yeah, and I think it had what was the there was like some kind of gravy or sauce on it. Yeah, they um, put like caramelized onions. And car- yeah, caramelized on onions, it. like some kind of weird. Uh, but not, it was like not an weird apricot mustard, cranberry sausage. There we right? go. Yeah. That's what it was. Apricot cranberry. So that Ooh. tasted really good. Um, they also had these. They call them turkey bites, but dude, they look like giant fist size of like just turkey ball like turkey meat it was like the size of one of those popcorn like, balls you get on halloween yeah and oh, so okay for only like for only like six seven bucks you get these turkey bites that are like the size of your fist and they're just covered in gravy and it's like turkey meat rolled around in stuffing and then like cranberries in there it was like basically a, a thanksgiving meal in a, in a ball i'm definitely glad we talk about this after our fitness thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly and then, yeah and then like you said it was deep fried and topped with gravy okay yeah. it was I amazing will eat that i don't care yeah, about yeah, fitness. i will eat that hey, everyone can get a cheap meal a week right you know that's what you got to use it for um but yeah and then and again we always watch the uh, the snoopy on ice that they have or is it it's Mary- such a great show merry christmas snoopy yeah merry christmas it's snoopy. an ice skating show that they have at the uh at their theater yeah, yeah I, I know that uh, this year that my family got the uh knott's berry farm passes so we're, we're working we're investment. working on trying to go oh, to the merry, the, the merry christmas one yeah so. the, like merry farm it's definitely gonna get busy um but since you guys did buy the annual passes what, what we got to plan for is next year when they do have the uh the seasonal pass holder like uh like i said grand opening for merry farm you guys got to reserve your tickets and get in because the rides are literally literally like walk-ons. You just get okay. to go straight we're to the roller coaster. We're walking on to everything. We had like a full day at Knott's in four hours. Yeah, oh, dang. It yeah. was it's really worth it. So uh, yeah, that's something to look out uh, look look forward to. But um uh, yeah, so Sarah, since you're here, um we we're actually celebrating your birthday today. Yes, this is the beginning of my birthday week. It is, yeah, because my birthday's <laughs> on November thirtieth. But we're, so. yeah, again, she had some fun dessert. We had chicken Alfredo for lunch. Yeah, today was the day that we got together with my family and uh, mom cooked everybody lunch. Mm-hmm. So I picked my favorite meal, which is chicken Alfredo. Yay. <laughs> and we had chocolate cheesecake for dessert. <laughs> nice. So more food right after the fitness talk. It's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Okay, so I, I completely forgot I spaced on this. Okay, so while we were at Knott's Mary Farm, I added some some a couple topics topics. Wow, I can't even talk today. <laughs> topics for us to go over with uh with okay two things theater etiquette and I'll start I'll just start there because okay we just talked about watching the th- uh, the theater show at at Snoopy's at Knott's Mary Farm and before the show they come on the announcers and the speakers and everything to say like hey you know please during the show no flash photography no no recording of any kind you know again this is like their it's their private property it's their entertainment copyrighted like they, music copyrighted right. music and everything else so they they legally can't allow that. And sure enough, there's always like 10 people in each section that are just like, you. It, it's like, again, they shut the lights off and you can still see their, their video camera light recording the whole show. It's like, are you that stupid? Like, they're going to come find you. It's like, you're not supposed to do this. Like, they're asking you nicely. Like, why can't you just respect the theater? Well, also, this person's in the front row, but they're watching the show through the rectangle. Like, yeah, it's like live entertainment yourself at that point. Yeah, live right. entertainment's right in front of you. It's like, why are you going to bother looking at it through a camera? It's like the same people when people go to concerts and it's like, oh, I'm going to record this for later. Yeah. It's like, just enjoy it now. You're never exactly. going to watch it. Exactly. And it's not going to sound good. We post it on Instagram or Facebook. It's like what? What are I'm you saying? That yeah, on, it's what? Like, I'm it's watching like, that on silent, just so anybody knows. Like I, I never use my audio on Instagram. Yeah, because like, then it just becomes like you know you're sitting there and like you know and when you're recording it, you just think, oh man, it was such an awesome concert. But then anyone watches the clip afterwards, just like yeah. they can't hear anything. It's exactly. Just, like what do you expect is going to happen from that? But so the other the other weird thing while we were at Knott's Mary Farm is as we're leaving the park, it's like things are starting to wind down. Me and Sarah get behind this like odd grouping of friends. There's like three kids. There's one guy and two girls. And this girl just starts out loud saying like, yeah, I'll, I'll motorboat anyone. I'll motorboat my sister. I'll motorboat my brother. I'll motorboat like grandma. Like, 
I'm just sitting there like, okay, one, kids are around, two, it's like, what kind of life are you living that you're motorboating everyone you know? What? Who does this? Maybe they, maybe it's more innocent than it sounds that she owned an actual motorboat and was giving people rides. I, I hope that's the case, because if not, I hope she motorboats the back end of an actual boat. Like, <laughs> it's like, what the heck? Like, what? Oh, my gosh. Like, so, I don't know. Have you guys ever had any other weird experiences in a park like that where you just overhear someone's weird random conversation and you're just trying to piece it together? Like, what could they have possibly been, t- been talking about? Remember Actually, that lady that went into extreme detail about, like, her labor? Oh, okay. This is also at Knott's. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Okay. We're just in line and she's going into all this detail about, like, her labor and delivering her son. She's talking to, like, a 10-year-old, by the way. Yeah, it's a group of 10-year-olds with her and this girl's talking about pregnancy uh, dilemmas and problems, like... Oh, and, it's okay. They're teaching that in their and how, like, age they anyway. Had yeah. to, so we're okay. She's Everyone's like talking about how they had to like cut her open and uh, like. Yeah, oh just th- things coming out that shouldn't have. Just all kinds of like it graphic detail. It was a detail. very difficult labor. I know from what I gathered. I know the one that was at Disneyland. Okay. Okay. There was Casey uh, Medina, Lisa Warren, myself, mm. and my sister. Shout out. Um, yes, shout out. <laughs> we were on the Pirates of the Caribbean ride. You know, so nice. the first drop. Okay, the first drop. Right. We're going down, and we are sitting in the back, and we hear in the front row. All of a sudden, we hear, ah, my nipples! I'm like, what just happened? I'm like, we're on the Pirates of the Caribbean, good lord! I'm like, okay, this is dark in the middle of right. you know, everything. I'm just like, okay. So we are, we now it's a joke. Every time we go to Disneyland, now it's just, all the time. We my just, nipples. Yeah, we just make that joke all the time. It's oh. hilarious. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. It's like, because that ride doesn't really have any restraints. You don't have a seatbelt, no lag bar. It's just, who? Well, I just what? think it was the cold water, maybe. <laughs> I'm hoping that was the case. You know, I really pray that was it. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, I don't really have a transition for this one. I'll just be quite honest. Since this is our uh, Thanksgiving episode, and we we were talking about the Thanksgiving themed food at Knott's Berry Farm, uh, what are some fun Thanksgiving stories you guys have? Maybe it's like a family hangout, friend hangout, um, you know, anything that comes to mind. I know for us, what, the one story that I kept thinking of was uh, the time Sarah, your brother, like what broke his hand at a what? You don't remember that? Or maybe it wasn't his hand. He broke something though when he went to uh, Adrian's house for Thanksgiving when he was riding the ATVs. Oh, that wasn't Thanksgiving. I think that was like sometime. Between Thanksgiving and Christmas or something, but uh, okay. Yeah, we we had Thanksgiving at my aunt's house, and um, I guess the conversation came up that they're like, "Oh yeah, we got these ATVs. We can ride them around in our massive yard anytime." Mm. And they live in like the high desert area. Okay. So um, you know, lots of jobs. It was a nice trees house, by the way. Yeah. 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 But so I guess like several weeks after that, they go down with Peter to uh, just ride around like these ATVs and uh, Peter lost control at one point and ran like straight into a Joshua tree. Yeah. And nice. it was like, it was like literally just desert everywhere. It's like kind of that, that clip from uh, what men who stare at goats. It's yeah. like, you literally had the whole desert. Exactly. <laughs> he didn't break anything, but he did have to go to the ER just to check him out. So okay. I thought, I thought something did. I'm break. the only one that's only broken anything in my family. Yeah. Out of all my siblings. I haven't broken anything. You know, you, Knock on wood. No, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I knock on our yeah. table. I just want to. I broke my arm when I was in middle school, but that was it. Yeah, right. no, I haven't broken any bones. Again, knock mm. on wood. My right. sister is the only one. I surprising enough for me being a football player, I haven't. Yeah, I've, I did I've break my, my shoulder, arm at the but... family Christmas though. Oh, okay, but, but we're not talking about Christmas. You gotta say that. You gotta say that yeah, for Christmas save it for episode. Christmas, yeah. but I did break <laughs> my arm at a family holiday gathering. Yeah, I, like I'm trying to think. It's like it's so funny because it's like I know my family. It's like again, I love them to death, and I know they're they're, they're crazy. They they're chaotic. I mean, a lot of times when we get together, there could be like little just like you know again, like most families do. I, at least I assume my family was always like this. We have our spits and spats, you know, during different gatherings. 
But for the life of me, I, I like I said, I thought that was the one Thanksgiving story I'd have, and now I can't recall anything with my family, like any kind of crazy blow-ups. I don't, I don't think we ever had a food fight, but, you know, it is... I will say this, I guess it's not necessarily a crazy story, but it is always nice when we go into, like, San Pedro, which we're planning on to this year. Um, you know, we get to sit down with my mom's side of the family, and just, you know, everyone comes together, and it's, it, it is a really nice thing. It's like, you know, my, my family's really into football, so I get to sit down and watch the games with them, get to have delicious food that's always prepared well. Uh, so shout-out to whoever hosts, whether it's at my grandma's house, or I think this year it's going to be my Aunt Jim and Melissa, so, you know, shout to you guys yeah i will say uh our family has never gotten into a heated argument in the traditional sense okay but um there was last year where we got to a pretty serious debate about the pronunciation of wh w this is an ongoing family argument is this like the family guy cool whip thing yeah that's all i was thinking like like think of think of weather and weather Ah. So the family ended up being pretty split as to whether there was a difference or not between those two sounds. Okay. The W mm. versus the WH. Half the family was insistent that it was just W, like the, just a W sound. Mm. And the other half was very insistent that it is a separate sound and that that sound is W. Heather. I hate English. It's I so blame, back and I blame forth. English. So, this is the reason why uh, people who speak Spanish and German and all of us hate the English. Yeah, any, anyone who tries to like learn English as their second language always has the hardest time doing I it. I realized that just, as soon as I started seeing, taking Spanish in high school, I'm just yeah. like, this is easy. Yeah. I feel so bad for anyone trying to learn English. Sign language. Sign language. Learn. No one needs <laughs> to talk. Yeah, <laughs> we'll just pat each other on the back, give handshakes, whatever. Yeah, with with your uh, little word pronunciation, I, I'll you know shout out to Rooster Teeth for this one. Uh, and their Red versus Blue series, there was a, a debate kind of like that where they were going back and forth, and they're trying to like, you know, why do you say it like that? And the word that the word in question was both whether you say both or both like i'm just like why are you putting an l in there like i i always got my fun of i still do clar- uh, uh, clarify on this they i when saying um course i say cures cures like, every time when cures I, I, like, I say course just by itself uh-huh. but i when i am speaking it in a sentence it comes out cures cures so everyone could, always comes up to me and says how do you say door door are you sure it's not door do i'm like really what about cool yeah. Yeah. It's just it's cures and it comes out <laughs> just that word. I don't know why. When, in, when I'm speaking in a sentence, so if you're ever having a conversation and you hear me say that, you point that out to me because yeah. I will like, okay, thanks. Yep. <laughs> All right. But so uh, I know that we di- keep we keep digressing off of this. But so what what actual like Thanksgiving stories do you do you think you have, John? Do you got anything? Well, I do have one, and this is it's one of my very fond memories of Thanksgiving. Okay. When you lived in Tennessee, everyone knows that my family's redneck. Oh, yeah. All, everyone who knows that. I mean that as a compliment. We're, right, yeah. right. It's not a disrespect. I will yeah. take it as a compliment. It's better than that than anything else. Trust right. me. Um, but my grandfather, we went to um, Illinois for the first time uh, with my grandfather to see on his side, his sister's side, uh, okay. uh, Thanksgiving, you know, going over there. Never been to Illinois. Never. Never dealt with them. I've done with Arkansas. I've done with Tennessee. I've done with all them Southern folks. But never the <laughs> Illinois folks. I'll tell you right now, there's some crazy rednecks up there. <laughs> Illinois. Oh my gosh. So we They're get pretty th- Illinois. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we get there and we're, we're having a good time. You know, instead of turkey, we have deer. Ooh, delicious deer. <laughs> yeah, that oh, sounds pretty good. They just killed uh, on oh, that day. Fresh meat. So it was delicious. They made their own wine, beer, everything. It was really amazing. Um, but the main fond memory I have of them is, is I remember my two um, second cousins okay. got in the biggest debate. My truck's better than yours. My truck's better than yours. 
I'm like, oh yeah, I'm in the redneck era yeah. here. Here we go. So how do they settle this argument? Oh, they do the tug of war. They did a tug of war. Oh baby. my gosh. Oh yeah. So it was a Dodge Ram. Oh boy. Uh, Cummins engine versus an F uh, F250. <laughs> the F250 pulled that truck across the yard, man. You just oh, see mud flopping and everywhere, dude. It was awesome. But how would it fare against the Tesla Cybertruck? Oh gosh. Well, let's see. One's diesel, one's electric. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the diesel takes it. And this is a Tesla. Didn't make this one technically oh my so, gosh if tesla did he would probably say oh yeah you know what my car would have won or truck <laughs> dude I, lo I love those tug of war videos where it's like you see like the entire truck bed come flying off the back because it's the truck is just that poorly all i made. think all i think of is that scene in thor which stole oh, yeah. and lee was the one trying to pull the hammer oh, did i get it did i get it <laughs> yeah I, that's all i see right there oh my gosh. how was the weather was it like dry outside or did you have a nice mud slinging along with it it was a lot it was actually a uh, cold and rainy Dude, uh, yeah, there we go. It, it yep, was it was run. in November. You know, yeah. you have that mix. Um, yeah, you that mix situation. You can get rain and cold or mm. snow and cold. But the rain and cold is always the worst. Mm. Right, always the worst. But I actually would say snow on the ground then rain mm. at the same time. That's worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's then it gets icy. Yeah, yeah. Well, then, like, like what you're saying with the rain too is like your body starts to chill down, and then plus the cold wind, it's like yeah. you just freeze quicker than if just the snow melts on you and like kind of goes exactly. away quickly. But yeah. Uh, Oh man, so you know you were talking about delicious deer, which I, I you know I honestly I can't recall if I've ever had. I know my dad's brought home bear burgers before, or like ground beef, uh, ground, ground bear, bear, ground bear, <laughs> right? But yeah, ground bear burgers and stuff. So that, those are really good. My um, boss have you has ever... brought us uh, some homemade deer jerky before. Mm. My boss likes to make jerky, and he'll bring that to us sometimes. Yeah, have, <clears throat> but uh, so in the in the in the vein of Thanksgiving, have you guys ever had any like gross Thanksgiving recipes or like anything that hit the table? I know okay. last week we talked about side dishes, but was there anything that just like, oh my gosh, who okay. made this and why? I put this on here because I found a list of people's gross recipes. Oh gosh. <laughs> oh man. I have a list here of hilariously terrible Thanksgiving recipes that are so bad they're good. <sighs> so I figured I'll let all of us here at the table okay. be the judge of that. Yeah, before okay. before we go into it. Let's yeah. get we'll get a grading scale of one to five. Five being puke my guts out, and then obviously one being like I might try it. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. Everyone so good? one, means, on that? one yeah. means good then. Yes. Yeah. One again. It's it doesn't necessarily mean good, but I I would I maybe would try it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this first one up here is um is called cranberry surprise. It is made with mayonnaise. That start already. <laughs> it's one of those vintage recipes out of a magazine. So let's see. What have we got in here? It looks like it's just like cranberries in mayonnaise with, I don't know, orange and apple and chopped walnuts. Yeah, I'm already done. I'm out. It's, I'm it's, it's put in these nice little jello molds. Nope. Yeah, I'm, I'm done. That's I'm, a, a, I'm already at a four and a half, at least, you know, no, maybe that's, five. That's a five right just there. Five. Mayonnaise just, just threw at me At that all. point, you're basically just eating mayonnaise pudding with a couple exactly. like toppings in it. Like, exactly. Ugh. I think it's just topped with mayonnaise, to be, to be fair. As a whipped cream? Okay, well, you got to yeah. make sure you're clear on this because I have to make sure I understand what I'm reading. Yeah, okay, look, it's, I think it's got, like, gelatin. It's gelatin-based. Okay. Then we got sugar and, uh, oh, no, there's mayonnaise in it, too. Oh, oh gosh. Yep, oh. nope. Yeah, and then I think it's topped with mayonnaise <laughs> Mayonna also. Mayonnaise jello pudding is basically what we just had Who here. Who likes mayonnaise just by itself, basically? <laughs> no. That's, it's like, that's pretty much what you're eating. Again, the only... It's, like, flavored. Yeah, it's like you just put mayonnaise on, like, bread if, like, you don't want it to be, like, as dry or something. But right, for a that, sandwich. Yeah. I could get that. But dude. this just sounds... No. All right. The next one looks a lot better. It's called turkey cake. Okay. okay. And if you look at it, it looks like it's kind of an entire Thanksgiving meal just kind of smushed together. Almost looks like carrot cake. Into a, a bit. cake format. I would actually think it would look a lot right? like the scene from uh, Friends. Oh, yeah. That uh, yeah, Rachel so, made. So it looks like it's got like a 
like some layers of turkey and mashed potatoes and stuffing, and it's topped with like the the, the yams with the marshmallows and it's okay. got like mar- marsh marsh potatoes. Marsh potatoes. Hey. <laughs> mashed potatoes around it. So okay. it's kind of like a whole Thanksgiving meal in a slice. I think that's what we're looking so at. So it's like here. a Thanksgiving cake then, kind of like we were talking about our Thanksgiving. Yeah, they call turkey it turkey bites. cake, but it looks like it's more more of a Thanksgiving cake. I'd give I'd give that one a one. I would, I'd, I'd I would try that. Mine's the only reason why I would get it too is just because I hate yam. Mm, I'm not okay. a big fan of yams. Mm. But if that yams wasn't out, I would definitely try it. I mean okay. yeah it's just a top layer yeah. there so you can scrape that off. Yeah so you really can't so I mean yeah I would I would eat it. Okay for that, sure. that yeah, I would that's give not it a bad. shot. <laughs> okay. And uh, we're back into cursed territory here. Oh uh, gosh. Pizza with gravy. What? <laughs> it's exactly what it sounds like. It's just pizza covered in pizza beef? topped with gravy. Uh, okay. That one, I think I may put a two and a half to three. This I can't, is the thing yeah. where you're like, I didn't get around to cooking this year, so I got in pizza and went to KFC for a bucket of gravy. See, that's a, that's what it's going to have to be. People make gravy in different ways. Right. So they add they want different thick, stuff. Liquidy, yeah. yeah, and they add stuff to it. So it has like the turkey base or chicken or whatever the case would be. So it depends on the gravy I would have to rate. So I probably yeah. would say about the same thing, like two or if, two and a if half. If it was a beef gravy, I think I'd lean more towards the lower score. If it was you know, turkey, it was or, turkey or chicken... I may be a little more inclined to like try it out, but even still. Okay, well, how about this one? Powerade basted turkey. Pa- what? It is bright blue. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, that looks uh. like you just fried a Smurf. Yeah. It does look like a fried Smurf. It actually Smurf. does. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's that blue. Oh, my gosh. And it's got some lemons in there that it also marinated in. <laughs> so it's got like a nice blue fruity marinade. It's like I wouldn't mind Powerade with lemon. That sounds fine, but on a turkey? Yeah. That, it just That's not... I'm giving well, that one. I wonder what else it's seasoned with. Like, if anything, does it have like some nice spices, or is it just like turkey that's been coated in fruit? Yeah, Ugh. when you literally look at it, meat doesn't really go good all the time with fruit. No, yeah, you got to be There's careful all, there. Yeah, because pineapple. Okay, pineapple is that could delicious be yeah. with uh, meat. When they do uh, the mm. wines, do it with uh, pig. All oh yeah, the time. luau pig. Oh, that's so good, but. Ah, pa- Powerade and lemon. That's yeah, what they're putting on this that's, thing. That's where. Yeah. yeah, I'm giving that one a three and a half to four. Yeah. yeah, on the puke scare. Yeah, scale. I, would, I, would, scare. I definitely will put it at probably about four and a half myself. Yeah. yeah. Okay, this is another uh, vintage one out of a magazine. Okay. Spam and lima beans. <laughs> Spam beans. Ah. <laughs> oh. I mean, that, it's it's um, kind mm. of aesthetically pleasing, I guess. Vi- yeah, visually, it's, I'll give it an A, yeah, but because it's got like the nice red and I green just... contrast there. But I mean, <sighs> I like spam, but the lima beans are just kind of weird. Yeah, it's like two things that aren't that great on their own, and then you put them together, and it doesn't really make it any better. They need, yeah. to, they need to take the uh, beans out and put Reese's, and then we're okay. Spam and Reese's? Spam <laughs> and Reese's? Another Hawaiian thing. Come on, guys. That's a thing? <laughs> I, I, no, I, yeah. I know they eat Spam a lot, but Reese's? Oh, yeah. Oh, Have my. you not watched 51st Dates? I, you know, I, I did watch it at least once, but I haven't seen it in such yeah, a long they, time. Yeah, it was a Spam and Reese's thing. Okay, maybe I'll try that I out. I watch it and then I forget about I, it when I wake again, up Again, I do like day. both of those. Right. Yeah. I'm not saying like that yeah, would be I, sound I, I better. You, Sarah. Clarify. <laughs> I want to say that it doesn't sound better, but you know. So now do you, do you, would you melt this, like heat up the Spam and melt the chocolate over it? Or would you just. Oh, turn, no, I'll just eat the fried up the Spam straight. and then just, okay. you know, let it like gotcha. that. Okay, if here's I an interesting to. one. This is kind of in line with our uh, our turkey cake earlier. All right. It's a Thanksgiving sushi. Okay, you know, that's. Okay, so far, again, looks. A little weird, but let's hear let's hear what the ingredients are because it could be like yeah. those turkey bites I was talking about. I don't really have a list of ingredients in the listicle that I'm reading. A listicle? A list article? Oh. That's what they call it. It's a thing. I did okay. You, you <laughs> tell me. But it looks like that it's it's you know turkey, mashed potatoes. I see some stuffing in there. It looks like it's wrapped in bacon. 
So is it cooked? It looks like it. Yeah, it's got to be cooked. <laughs> well, yeah. no, sushi, I think of raw fish. Exactly. I think it's just referring to the shape. Yeah, and people okay. people do have raw yeah. chicken too, like the sashimi yes. or whatever. So yeah, that could be pretty iffy. But no, if it's if it's cooked, yeah, I just looked, it just looks yeah, like the it meatballs. looks like the sushi just refers to the shape, how okay. it's a roll, and it's in these nice little slices. Then, oh, I'm okay with that. I'll yeah, t- yeah, I think this one bad. actually looks pretty good, pretty creative. Okay. And it's wrapped in bacon again. Delicious. So, yeah, I'll that's give that a nice one. touch. Yeah, that that'll be a one, definitely one to try out. Twinkie casserole. Mm. Ooh, okay. <laughs> okay, it doesn't look bad, but it look okay. At first glance, it looks like they literally just stuck a bunch of Twinkies together in a pan and then just bake that in the oven for huh. however long. It's for those people for whom the yams with marshmallows is not sweet enough. That's who it's for. <laughs> the comment on it just says, I would have loved this when I was 10. I was also mildly obese when I was 10. <laughs> <laughs> well, eating, tur- eating Twinkie casserole, I can't imagine why. Oh, man. I don't know how I feel about that one. Yeah, I, I, just, I don't know. Like, it's so weird because like when, when there was that whole Twinkie scare, like the hostess going out of business or whatever, like, I was like, oh, man, I got to get a box of Twinkies. And then I ate, like, or not ate a box of Twinkies, but I got a box, ate a Twinkie, and I was like, oh, right, I remember why I don't buy these regularly. Like, it, Yeah, it's I never not liked that, Twinkies that much. They're not I, that great. I'm the guy from the Zombielands. I <laughs> want my Twinkies. I love my <laughs> Give Twinkies. Give me the dang Twinkies. There's only two things I love in this world. That's deep fried. Twinkies and Oreos. And I, that's the reason why I love my Twinkies. What, not, not your family or the Cowboys or God? That well, are deep fried. I got, I got a deep fried. That's what I said. <laughs> okay, deep fried, he doesn't have a deep fried family. That's or disgusting. God. I don't want the deep fried. I don't want, I don't want that. <laughs> okay, I must have missed the deep fried part. Yeah, I just heard. I just heard. There's two things I love in this world, and I'm just like, wait, what about? <laughs> no, he said that are deep fried. Okay. And uh, this is kind of our last one here. It's uh, turkey and gravy soda. That I have actually seen as it's a thing. It's just straight soda. It's I, okay. I thought it was like a base. No, I'm not drinking that. Yeah, wasn't there a? Um, Oh, that ice cream place, Ferrell's. Had okay, okay. That, had, didn't they have that or something yeah, like that? Yeah, you can I don't find all these crazy sodas in different yeah. places. I'm sure Ferrell's is one. Bevmo will sell them a lot, too. Yeah, yeah. probably. Just kind of a, like, build your own Those are always nice. Kind I of thing. always like those things. So maybe we can find it. Uh, <laughs> maybe you guys can try it on a future episode. Yeah, hey, there you go. But you know what? I, <laughs> the, I, I have to apologize to our listeners. I totally dropped the ball on getting the Bean Boozled game ready for us because I figured, like, oh, it'll be like our little fun meal to share with each other. But again, maybe we'll have to do it uh, oh, come no, Christmas time. I don't have to eat gross jelly beans. I'm so yeah. disappointed. Ooh. Oh, no, no. You'll, you'll have to eat them at one point. <laughs> there was actually a uh, candy that came out for um, Halloween. It was called the Zombie Skittles. Oh, no. And that freaked me out when I first said because I didn't I bought it and I didn't know what was it. Uh-huh. So I'm, I mean they're delicious until I had one that popped in my mouth that was a zombie and it literally tasted like I, I hard to say like vinegar and mixed Just with something. like a meaty taste. Uh-huh. Oh, it was horrible. I was like <laughs> I took a bite and I'm thinking that was like was that leftover from lunch? Or yeah. Like, what, what did I eat? What did I swallow? Oh, it was so horrible. So I tried oh, to trick my, my uh, sister about it because you know it'd been bad. There was, was uh, what was it again? That was. Ben Boozled, is that right? Ben Boozled, yeah. Ben Bo- okay. I, she loved doing that. I don't mm. She wanted to play that game, so she tried it herself, you know. But I got her to tra- uh, try one of the zombies, and she lived out. She freaked out. She's all like, Aah! no, I don't want it. <laughs> Gosh, man. <sighs> well, all right. I think with that uh, Bean Boozlement of a conclusion of our uh, uh, random portion of the podcast, wow, <laughs> it's now time for us to transition to the entertainment portion of the podcast. John, I didn't give you a heads up on that. That was my bad. <laughs> no, no, you're good. You're good. Yeah, so we got a few things to cover. Uh, one being uh, the Charlie's Angels reboot slash flop. <clears throat> Apparently, there are you know, articles and interviews with Elizabeth, Elizabeth Banks. Um, 
She directed, I think wrote, and even starred in this movie. And she's blaming the Marvel community and pretty much men in general as to why this movie flopped in the first place. She said, oh, people can't handle a female-led or female-driven movie anymore. And to that I say, no, your movie just sucked. Because, you know what, like, I've, I like the Terminator movies. That's got Sarah Connor. I know I talked about Dark Fate or whatever not being too good. But that was just because it wasn't really original. Like, that was my big complaint with it. But I got no problem with, like, Alien, Sigourney Weaver, Terminator with, uh, I, I'm not remembering the actress's name, but the girl who plays Sarah Connor. Like, there are plenty of other female-led movies where it's like, no, Under I like... Woman. Right. Wonder Woman. Captain Marvel. Yeah, and then she was trying to, uh, you know, caveat those movies. Like, oh, but they're still part of a male universe. They're still part of, like, the oh, Marvel. It's that. like, no, they're still female characters. Like, well, yeah. like I had no problem with Captain Marvel. Brie Larson did amazing. Wonder Woman was awesome with Gal Gadot. Like, what is she trying to get at here? Like, you want to just pick your fights with people. It's like, yeah, no wonder your movies are going to flop because you keep pissing off your well, fans. Well, I think, I think the problem was they cast Kristen Stewart, and she that was such problem a divisive casting choice because right. I think, like, a lot of the people that went to see the movie went to see it because they wanted to see Kristen Stewart. Mm. And everybody else that wasn't interested in the movie was disinterested because of Kristen Stewart. Yep. Well, I, you know, also the, the idea of all of this is who's going to actually really go see it? Women? I, I don't even know. People like, who are into Charlie's Angels? Uh, yeah, yeah it's like, which is men. Mm. Yeah, and that was that was one of the things that some of the other uh, people were bringing up is like when Charlie's Angels first came out, it, like it was kind of like geared towards men. It's like it was a bunch of like babes, you know, being yeah. all hot and sexy and stuff. It's like hot not, girls with dirt, guns, exactly. Yeah. Like so, it was it was a male geared show, but you know, again, they wanted to do the reboot movie. I don't, I can't even remember when the the first one came out, like years, decade, maybe a couple yeah, decades it was ago. A long time ago. Um, but you know, I had no interest in seeing that movie, so they do a reboot. It's like. Okay, there wasn't really a lot of general interest in this in the first place. Why would you pick that to, to reboot? Why not just make a different movie altogether? Well, the really the biggest thing is why? What's up with all the reboots? You know, D- yeah, that, yeah. That's, that's, and, and that's yeah. the biggest thing that they're doing. And they picked a one horrible one to reboot. Yeah, and that's that's my biggest. That's my big complaint with one of our with our review sections when we start going over movies. It's like, okay, how original was this? If you're just making a reboot, like you're gonna get a zero yeah. pretty much for that. Yeah. Well, it was sequels I'm, are different, but a, right. a reboot in general, where it's just like, no, this nobody cared about this in the first place. Like, I'm gonna probably make a lot of older guys here who, who are mad, but my father just okay. told me about this: is mm-hmm. that they're remaking James Bond. Gonna, oh yeah, okay. Yeah, I've seen articles talking about that. They're gonna make her make it a girl, James Bond. Yep. And my dad's already flipped out as it is because they're gonna finish off with that one character who's already playing. That's James Bond, the actor. Yeah, uh, Daniel Craig, correct? Daniel yeah, Craig. Yeah, I think Craig. so. Yeah. So they're gonna finish him up, play one more, do one more movie, and then they're gonna go straight into the female version. Mm. Which, if I'm recall, I'm not a big James Bond fan. James mm. Bond is a title, not the name of per se of the character yeah. itself. Mm. James Bond is the the uh, the spy name. Well, 007, so, I think, was his actual yes, agent is name. The agent, that, yeah. And but, from, from the writings, that he was a male character. Correct. Yeah. Even uh, And so they're now going to consist of making it a female, which yes. that's going to lose a lot of attention on the male figures, per se, because of the idea that it's always been James Bond. They're mm. changing the past of a, lots of movies. I, mm. I, I don't even know how many movies there is. There's more than Star Wars right, right now. Well, I mean, if they, if they restart it in, like, a, a new universe type of thing, which is, like, you know, I, I get it, like, but... Like, cause I know that there was a huge push uh, and I'm kind of on this bandwagon. If they do end up rebooting, rebooting, rebooting the, the franchise, I would want them to get Idris Elba because again, it's like the, the, the James Bond book franchise or whatever. They just talk about him being a male, you know, again, right. whatever. He's a male spy, male espionage, whatever else, um, not male espionage, I almost made him sound bad, but, uh, uh just, <laughs> just espionage in general, like, you know, that kind of spy thriller type uh, storyline. And so Idris Elba would be a great character for that. And like my, my only thing and my complaint is like, why can't people just 
like like you were saying, John, it's always got to be a reboot or like a, a reimagining of the franchise. Why can't right. you just make something that's original? Like, you know, there's one movie coming out called The Rhythm Section, and it has a, a Ryan Reynolds' wife in it. Um, Blake he, Lively. Blake Lively. And that looks really good. It's like another okay. kind of thing where I guess like in the trailer, it shows like her family dies in either like a terrorist attack or some kind of like incident. And so she goes out of her way to like, you know, start training and get revenge on the people who killed her family. Right. That like looks a good. A female-led action movie that looks really awesome. Right. Because I got no it's problem a with cool that. original concept. Exactly. And it looks like it's actually doing something good. Yeah. It's like, and, uh, and people have done a phenomenal job of playing as a female actress in mm. a bad A kind of style. Right. Scarlett Johansson. Yes. She was the start, in my opinion, that brought all that because she was the perfect character, I mean, actress. To actress play choice, as, yeah. As a character like her. And then it went on to even further. The chick that played in. Um, mm. Uh, Hobbin Shaw. I thought she was fantastic. Oh, yeah. Uh, Sh- uh, Shaw's, Shaw's Shaw's sister. sister yeah. yeah. I thought she was fantastic. She was in The Crown at first mm-hmm. um, in that TV show and then she right. went to this and it's like you will never know. But she did a phenomenal job in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like you said. Start with something fresh, brand new that no one's ever seen mm-hmm. and make it a good movie. Yeah. Uh, that's what. That's why. Again, I think in conclusion, Elizabeth, this is all on you. Just, it's, it's just. Yeah. It's, the, the movie it's just, is just a bad not, movie. It's just yeah. a bad movie. Sorry. Like, sorry. <laughs> You, you, yeah. you had a, you had an idea and it just wasn't good. It happens. It's it, that's that's yeah. that's the business. Yeah, just just move on. Do better next time. Go, and again, go I, commiserate with Disney over the Lion King. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Dang. They they have bad ideas too. Yeah. Well, you know, while we while we stay in the vein of Marvel, um, there are several other things I wanted to cover uh, within that universe uh, going forward in the MCU. Um, in 2023, the, they're they're showing posters now and they're they're teasing us with Lady Iron. Uh, and I believe uh, Tony Stark's daughter is going to end up taking up the mantle of becoming the next Iron Man or Iron Woman in this case. Because, again, we've got no problem with gender issues here. It's just... just because she's an actual character, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah. This, this is yeah, a, it's this not is that they're just like transform, like like pulling a bond where they're transforming the long-standing the, yeah. character into a female. Correct. No, yeah. Yeah. It's an entirely different character. Yes. Yeah. I would be even okay if they created a new character itself in the star i mean the end to the marvel universe MCU, yeah. yeah yeah i would be totally okay since that everyone loved her in mm-hmm. endgame she was just a little mm-hmm. girl and everyone loved her in that mm-hmm. right i i did i mean when she said i love you 3000 i mean that that would that touched everyone's heart oh yeah and i was just like everyone's wow. tearing up yeah exactly so i mean just to have that connection already with uh stark's daughter is like okay that's totally cool and i like that yeah so i'm totally looking forward to that movie coming out like i said 2023 and we talked about black adam uh, last week with the 2021 release date, and so it's again, it's there. I, I love the direction that they're going with this stuff. You know, again, I have no problem with you know female-led characters that are female-led. Um, but yeah, so I, I'm just repeating myself. But either way, um, that should be a that should be a good addition to the movies. But then also, uh, I was telling you this earlier, John. I saw an article uh, from I think one of the Marvel fan. Uh, fan pages or whatever on Facebook and it was talking about how the MCU people I mean they are in discussions currently with uh, Keanu Reeves to play a major character in the MCU right. they've already brought on other people for the Eternals like we like we mentioned before um, and they're also now considering bringing on Brad Pitt as a major villain and there's talks that he could possibly play Doctor Doom and that I'm um, I'm thinking about it and I think yeah he could come across as like this uh, you know, when you think of the Doctor Doom character, just this, like, you know, I know he got, has the mask on and everything, so you don't really see, like, you know, his... Not that he had, like, beauty in the comics, but just, like, the way he can portray a character, like, Brad Pitt has good acting skills, oh, so yeah. I think he could definitely pull off a, a Doctor Doom-type villain to where it's like, you know, you think you're ahead of me? No, I'm one. I'm two steps ahead of you kind of thing. I don't know, I mean, 
you have to, like, I haven't got a chance to actually really think about it because you told me this like just a few minutes ago. For right, the and, and for and for the record, so. the article did say that there are two, I think, two other uh, characters that he could play, still in the villain category. Um, but I just can't remember the titles off the top of my head. But again, Doctor Doom is a prevalent one. Yeah. So I think he could uh, he could fit that role. Um, I don't see anything wrong with that casting I, choice. I always like been the one. I'm always the one that goes in depths with a lot of digging in to see, you know, okay, character wise the way they fit. Right. Like, I, like you already know who my pick is for uh, Keanu Reeves to play as, and that's Ghost Rider. I mean, oh yeah, that'd no, be great. There is no one better that plague as Ghost Rider than than he mm. is. Yeah, I mean, if anything, I, like yeah, if you would get like Norman Reedus after his uh, acting stuff on The Walking Dead stuff, because he he's always riding a motorcycle, yep. he's got that bad boy attitude. Like that could that could work, but Keanu Reeves is still just a great actor. Oh, so, by far. Yeah, so I would I would I would approve him as that yes. as well. But if Brad Pitt was to play a villain, mm. I, I honestly I would love to see that because I think there I think he could play as a villain. Right. What villain is and the a, question? Yeah, a, a long-standing villain because you don't just bring on Brad Pitt yeah. for a one movie role and then kill him off. And that's the thing with Doom, though, too. Doom is he's a, the number one on the Shield's hit list. Uh-huh. He was the biggest top dog. So to kind of say that we're going to put Brad Pitt in is kind of like, okay, should we put him as Thanos? Mm-hmm. Because Thanos was the cover of all the in-game stuff. Right. So it was kind of like, mm, I'm, I kind of I'm leaning on like, is he that face? Is even Doom? going to be the main villain of the next Avengers. Right, you mean like the whole overarching thing, how yeah. they yeah, tie 20 movies together at exactly. that one villain? Exactly. Yeah, I don't know if I'd give him that role, but at the very least, I'd give him uh, like two or three movies. Again, if they, if they exactly. stick within the Fantastic Four universe, and hopefully they do still bring on John Krasinski to play that character, which, right. you know, fingers crossed he does, um, uh, for a Dr. Reed Richards. But yeah, I would definitely see him being able to come back for one, two, three movies. Again, yeah. don't... Like that's the one problem I have with the MCU is they always kill off major villains in one movie, and it's just like yep. no, like keep them around, like have them linger for a bit because they are these iconic villain characters for each of the different uh, each of the different heroes, but they end up dying at the end of the movie, and it's just like come on, you can't kill them off that quick. Spider Man is the only one I see that I see the future changing into the way of that villains are going are not going to die. Right, they're, they're all they got longevity lived. to them. Yeah. yeah. So and then at the end of the uh, new one that just released, you know. A lot of stuff was spilled yeah. out, so I could see that being changed. But like I said, Brad Pitt doesn't need. Brad Pitt has to have multiple movies, right? Than just be that. But Doom is one of those villains that it's like you should build off of that. Yes, build off of him. The Fantastic Four is what we want. Mm-hmm. Then make it happen. Right. Yeah. So I'm I'm definitely on board for that. Uh, how about you, Sarah? How do you feel about Brad Pitt in the MCU? <laughs> Well, I was just thinking that, like, it sounds like he's probably a pretty good fit for the character, but um, another pet peeve of mine, along with, like, a bunch of remakes and sequels, is um, this trend that tends to happen a lot where a, a person is put in a role just because they're famous. Mm-hmm. Uh, the best example I can think of is uh, Emma, Emma Watson in Beauty and the Beast. Oh, yeah. Gosh. Yeah, it's like, it, it just seems like she was put into that role just because, like, oh, she's a good, wholesome English the name, actress. Yeah, right. yeah, she's Hermione. Everyone loves her. Let's put her in the role of Belle. And I th- I thought it was just like a terrible miscast, and I've never seen it, but apparently she can't sing. And mm. Oh, cool. I, yeah, I it, it's like, I, I would have, I feel like it would have been more successful if they had put in someone with less notoriety mm-hmm. into that role that fit Belle's character a lot more right. than to just throw a familiar face in there. Yeah, which which would have done the movie a lot more, not not justice. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, it would have been better for the movie, just yeah. overall. I, yeah. it was a good movie, but she was the only fault that I would say that I, I my opinion, she was the only fault. Yeah, in that movie, I thought Beast was the best. I think all the cast. I'm not going to pick one person. Yeah, I think all the cast was perfect in right. their position, but besides her, I yeah. still would have had the girl from um, 
uh, Anna Kendrick. Uh, yeah, Anna Kendrick. Mm-hmm. I would still would have picked her first because she See, actually she, looks she's like a little a goofy though. She's always that's, a goofy that's person. The, that's the only, well, I mean, Bell, only fault. She could kind of pull off some sass, though. I mean, you look at the the movie she did with like Pitch Perfect and stuff. She can kind of get a little bit of sass to her character. And I think Bell, even in like the animated series right. or animated movie, you know, she she would tell Gaston off and like had no problem doing that. Right. Like, uh, you know, she wasn't like, oh no, I'm helpless. You know, it's like she'd that's give what, a little bit of attitude. That's when the thing about the um, Emma Watson, she had an attitude problem. Like she mm-hmm. had the biggest attitude. Bell never really truly had an attitude. She was kind-hearted person. Mm. Just yeah. not like a stun. So, <laughs> so that's that's the only thing I would say with like this whole idea. Oh, let's put you know John Grzynski and Brad Pitt and Keanu Reeves into the Marvel universe, and it's like, okay, I mean, like if they fit the characters, but like exactly. at the same time, would it be better to just pull well, some pull an unfamiliar face in that really really fits the character instead of just someone that everybody knows? But that's what I'm saying though is they get the benefit of both worlds in that cat in that respect because John Krasinski can play multiple characters. I mean, we've seen him in countless movies where, again, everyone knows him as the goofy, lovable guy in The Office. Right. But, I mean, he has, like, spy thrillers now with Jack Ryan on the Amazon series. He's got different... Uh, he's got the the suspense movies that he wrote and directed in with uh, A Quiet Place. He's He's got a lot under his belt and a lot of acting stuff for both, you know, both serious drama and comedy. It's like, he's he's got a wide range of acting skills. He has a lot and in then, his tool belt. Yeah, and, and Brad Pitt, same thing. It's like, you know, he's done everything from, uh, uh, shoot, Fight Club to, you know, we just watched the ninth... Uh, the ninth Quentin Tarantino film, yeah. uh, you know, uh, 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 Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and stuff like that. Like Brad Pitt can go go anywhere. You know, same with like we were talking about Christian Bale. I mean, maybe not, maybe not to the extent Christian mm-hmm. Bale has. Uh, I don't know if I'd put him on that level, but he's still a great actor. Brad, mm-hmm. uh, talking about Brad Pitt, so. But you know, here's the other thing: like Brad Pitt is 56 years old. That's like point. I know he doesn't but, look like it, but like does that fit the character that they're casting him in? But, but again, in his in in that in that choice, like I don't think age has to play too much of a factor because Doctor Doom is covered up. He's, mm-hmm. He wears an okay. outfit, so he doesn't have to worry about, like, staying in, like... I mean, granted, I don't think Brad Pitt's going to let himself, you know, just slop out and get fat or anything. Because we saw him in, uh, like I said, once upon a time in Hollywood. The dude had a six-pack that was solid. Uh, but, he uh, looked, like, 30. Yeah, he looked yeah, yeah. 30. So I don't think... <laughs> him and his wife, I mean, like, you you don't see age anywhere on them. It's oh. like, I think he'll be fine for the role. And again, if he's covered up in a, in a costume or whatever else, he's not going to have to worry about that as much. Yeah, And it comes so. that Doom is also a very intelligent person. Yeah. Science nerd. Yes, basically. exactly. Uh-huh. So it doesn't really matter for his age because again dressed up and mm. smart that's yeah exactly he it. looks like a like a, a, a devilish davenir individual like you know and then becomes dr doom they'll probably so make he's... a scene where it shows his face and they might do like that cgi look maybe mm-hmm. maybe yeah that's, but, again it, even yeah. at his age i don't think he really needs like too much like you know no. makeup or yeah. anything he's not like someone that's like super wrinkly or just didn't age well like no he'll mm-hmm. be fine he's not even in his 80s yeah all right, so I'm going to tr- transition now for uh, to do do a few movie reviews. Um, I posted on Facebook. Uh, me and Sarah actually both went and saw uh, Knives Out. Knives Out. Um, and I know I hyped up this this review. However, I kind of baited you guys because this, uh, despite me putting up that post saying like, "Oh, tune into my review for Knives Out," it is a thriller that is also a mystery movie. It's a real whodunit. So that being said. I'm not going to give anything away for this movie other than at least a B plus grade. And so that what I what I what I mean by that is again it, it was a good enough movie for you to go see, but it's it's one of those things me and Sarah were discussing it on the ride home afterward, and I'm just like how do I talk about this movie without giving away any subtle clues or subtle yeah. hints about who could possibly like, you know, have you know done the crime in the movie. So I'm not going to say anything about the review. I'm not gonna say anything about the movie. 
just it was great. Go check it out. Knives Out comes out this this upcoming weekend actually because we got an early access premiere thanks to AMC subs memberships. So or actually we went and saw Regal, <laughs> but either way <laughs> I do I do have I do have both of their things. So e- either or Regal or AMC, please sponsor us. I know I always usually go to AMC because they got a lot more uh, variety of like theaters and stuff with Dolby Digital and whatnot. But yeah, uh, Regal, both of you guys sponsor us. <laughs> but yeah, so that movie is definitely worth checking out. Um, but the other movies I would like to cover are. Uh, 21 Bridges, that was the movie with Chadwick Boseman as a uh, LA, or LA, New York uh, detective who has to solve the homicides of seven or eight cops in, in the span of one night, and he's got to hunt down these two criminals who did it. Um, that movie was really good. Uh, with uh, I like the casting choices they had for each of the different characters. Um, the guy, who, uh, J.K. Simmons, the guy who plays a... Uh, 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 shoot, give me pictures of Spider-Man, who, J. Jonah Jameson, and then in the movies and everything. <laughs> I'm, I'm like trying to use like word alliteration. Okay, that character plays this guy, but yeah, J.K. Simmons is the actual a- actor name. Uh, he plays uh, one of the um, d- deputy, not deputies. He's like the the head of the police department of like who's in charge of Chadwick Boseman and his character is hunting down the investigation and everything. Uh, he does a really good part uh, playing his role. Chadwick Boseman does a, a great part playing detective and everything. Um, so I, I think the acting choices overall were, were really good. Um, the, the music or the soundtrack, uh, behind the, the different scenes, there was a lot of action in the movie. So I, I really appreciate that. Um, the plot itself, uh, maybe left a little bit to be desired, um, as far as a little bit on the, uh, not necessarily that it was un, it wasn't unoriginal, but, um, it just, it could have been a little more deep from like the trailers and everything I was seeing. It's like, seemed like there was going to be, uh, more to it, bigger you know, payoff, bigger payoff, stuff like that. Um, and so it kind of, it was a little underwhelming in that regard, but, um, I think overall, um, you know, didn't necessarily have a great wow factor. Um, but I, I think I'd still give this one, uh, like I said, with, a. Uh, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, with Knives Out. It's definitely got a, at least a solid B. Um, if you want to go check it out, Chadwick Boseman uh, and, and 21 Bridges, I would recommend it. Um, but, you know, no no pain in waiting um, <laughs> if, if you want to do that as well. But I think the big takeaway from this weekend, I did not see Frozen 2, so don't think I'm going to about to review that movie. Let that go. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Let it go. We're not going to talk about it. <laughs> the movie I do want to give high, high praises for is... A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. If you don't know, this is Tom Hanks playing as Mr. Rogers. It's even more wholesome than it sounds. I didn't didn't even see it, but... This movie, I I told Sarah, I saw it by myself because I had to work overtime this weekend, so I was kind of by myself by the theater, and I was like, okay, I need some time to kill. But um, no, I told Sarah, like, I will gladly go see this movie again with you. Um, It's just (laughs) wonderfully cast. It's based on a true story of a man who is, you know, has to go write an article about Mr. Rogers and ends up finding... Um, you know, finding out who this man really is and how he's not just acting on a TV screen and everything else. Th- this movie is just something you want to take your whole family to see. It's just so wholesome. It's great for Thanksgiving. It's just great, great nostalgia, just great love and atmosphere and just the, the storyline and everything with it. Um, I, I usually love movies that are based on true stories because it always just hits you right in the feels. And I, I told Sarah this. I, I probably cried several times throughout the movie. It was just, it was really powerful, really good acting all around. Um, <clears throat> I give this one a solid A, A to A plus. So it was another movie, almost like Blinded by the Light, to where you just walk out of the theater and you're like, man, that was just I feel really good. It was just really <laughs> well timed. Like, yeah. So that's go. always good because a lot of movies don't do that. Yeah. Right. If, if you don't want to take your kids, you know, again, they're oh, we want to see Frozen two, we want to see Frozen two. This is another great family movie that could substitute for that that you as an adult would enjoy and your kids would also enjoy as well because Mister Rogers is a great, 
it was a great family TV show. Yeah. Well, and so, it's great because all the people that um, watched him growing up, like all the people our age, yes, we're now all the adults that are that are going to see this movie. Exactly. Yeah. So there's a there's a huge nostalgic factor there for all of us. Mm. Um, just getting to you know. Yeah. Because because you're right. You do kind of grow up, and just like in the premise of the movie, you do kind of grow up, and you're just like. Well, I mean, he was a great character on screen, but like, who was he in real life? Yeah. And so exactly. to have a movie like this that like just confirms, like, no, he really was like just such a pure and wholesome person in real yes. life. Like, and then on top of it, for my birthday, Dylan, you just gave me a Time Magazine has a special issue out right now. Yeah, based it's on all Mr. about Mister Rogers. Yeah. And I'm so excited to read through that. You know what's so funny though? What's that? Can you really honestly know Tom Hanks does a phenomenal job at any real life or based on a true story events. Yeah. Saving Mr. Banks. Top-notch movie. Mm. He did a phenomenal job as playing Disney. Yes. And then he played in that um, the other movie where he was a pilot in the New Yorker. Oh, uh, uh, Sully? Is that what it was? I don't know. it was based name. on the... Yeah, you're talking about the pilot the... who landed in the Hudson. Yeah. Yeah. So... And then there was Captain Phillips. Yep. Captain Phillips, yeah. He just... He plays a phenomenal job. And he... Yeah. You can tell... Even I'm... though I'm not a big fan of Tom Hanks, right. I, I'm not a huge fan of him. But I love his acting when it comes to it because he actually put the effort into mm. acting. While yeah. these kids now these days, are, and the, I'm talking about more or less my, my age or a little bit older, right. who are acting, they don't have that passion that he actually puts yeah. forth into it. And you see it in, uh, in Saving, Mis uh, Saving Mr. Banks and you see it in um, the, this movie right here, The Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Yes. You see that he actually has that effort, and you know I haven't got a chance to go see the movie yet either. I'm go going to. I'm going to, because it's one of those things. Is like it reminds me of my childhood. Because yep. yeah. again, like you Dude, said, yeah. I remember seeing this, sitting at home, watching this all the time. And if anybody doesn't know, Rogers was a Marine. Hmm. He was one of the big dog Marines. I think that. <laughs> I will let you know after I finish reading through my life, my Time magazine. Okay, yeah, because yeah. I, I, I do believe that there's... I heard someone telling me that once. There, well, there, there are rumors. There are rumors that float around. I don't know yeah. how true that is. Okay. Because I've did. also read that Check he just it. went yeah, straight into seminary. Yeah, I Okay, because yeah. I was, like I said, yeah. I was just being told that. And I'm thinking, wow, this guy was a Marine? What? Yeah, that, I think that's what a what? lot of people talk about, but I don't know if it's actually true. true. It makes you feel better, though. Bob Ross did have a very long military career. Yeah, Bob oh, Ross did. Yeah. Yeah. There you so go. There you, so go. You, can, you can have him as your big you tough go. military that's, guy that became really soft. But still, it's not the more or less being soft. It's the caring part. Yes. And that's what yeah. I get from Rogers. Yeah. That's the thing that, you know, I like about it. It's like he was the not just soft. It was kind. And mm. that's what the things that even, I'm sorry, these kids now these days need to watch. Yes. They need to watch this more than they need to watch any of the these upcoming movies that are coming out. Yeah, yeah definitely. Like I said, go check this one out. It was great, great, great amazing just I, I love it i love it. I, I gotta go again i already want, i'm talking about yeah. it so much i want to go see this movie yeah again. i told him after he was telling me how much he liked it i'm like you know it just makes total sense because you know like like you were just saying you had the long day at work after a long week of work mm -hmm. and you're just like wiped out mentally physically emotionally and then you just go and see mr rogers and yes. it's like getting a hug from the silver yeah here screen. comes here comes tom hanks and mr rogers <laughs> like, being i'm like, not It'll surprised okay, at Dylan. all that you were moved to tears by this movie yeah it was it was nice it was <laughs> very he, lovely he dressed up as woody as well Oh no! <laughs> oh gosh! Wrong movie. Yeah. Wrong franchise. <laughs> Next time. But yeah, so the movie was just great. Uh, but with all that being said, I think it's now time for us to transition into sports segment. Sports. 
And here we are talking about sports. Like I mentioned earlier, we were going to talk about, uh, you know, some track and field updates. You know, we are having the Olympics coming up. Uh, but yeah, I was more so getting at the fact that uh, Floyd Mayweather put out a tweet saying that he was going to come out of retirement. That's my track and field update for you guys. I don't know how anyone else, my listeners feel, or J- John, I know, I think we got together and watched the uh, Floyd Mayweather versus Conor McGregor fight whenever that happened. And uh, man, it's just, I. I don't. I I get that everyone's just like, no, you gotta put respect on Floyd Mayweather's name because he knows how to like fight. He can duck and dodge and do all this stuff, and like he's a great boxer. I'm just like, yeah, but he doesn't really do much that excites me. He right. do, he does a lot of running and just scores points. Like I I don't want to when I'm watching a fight. Like I want to see a knockout. Like again, when you look at some of the older like former boxers and stuff, it's like they they would say like. I'm going to walk this way, and if you're in my way, you're going to get knocked out, like, right. kind of thing. It's like they would go into the middle of the ring and, like, you know, I mean, not that they'd be stupid about just brawling straight up. You know, they would be tactical, but they wouldn't just run the whole fight. Like, right. my goodness, man. It's like, I I just, I don't care. Like, I don't care if the guy makes millions of dollars, whatever else. He could probably still kick my butt in a fight. I don't care. I, I don't think he's that entertaining as a boxer. No, like, I, I will have to agree with you. Boxing reminds me of WWE. Mm-hmm. Fake. <laughs> just, all fake. Yeah, all just rigged, and whatever. I'm not saying that boxing is fake per uh-huh. se what i'm just trying to say is is that it's not real you put those guys in the ufc mm-hmm. then we'll have a conversation right because those men right there in the, in the octagon are the real men who are fighting because it's all just hands on i'm yeah. going to take you to the down the ground and i'm going to beat you until the bell until the ref has to yeah until the ref has to say like you're going to kill this guy yeah. stop so that's basically what i see is Okay, that's a real sport when it comes to fighting wise. Mm. WWE is all fake. They they planned it at least. Right. They know who, they, they know who's did. gonna win. They know exactly. who's gonna do this. It's, it's all scripted. Yeah. Exactly. So and then when it comes to uh, Floyd Mayweather and how he fights, and you know what? I get it. Boxing, you can do that. Punch, run, punch, run, and you get points for it, and you win. That's technically, and you really look at it, that's a way to win in a sport. Mm. Yeah. What I'm I'm but glad for too. Fighting wise, nah. Yeah, and it's like with with a uh, UFC, it's like they 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 do judge you based on you know aggression. That meaning like you know, are you the one pushing the fight? Are you the one you know chasing down the other guy? Like, and, and again, not that you can't still be tactical with it because you don't just run in there head first with your hands down. But you know, again, you still want to be the aggressor and someone who's pushing the fight. And you know, again, they don't want to sit there and just watch people run around each other for you know a sprinting match. It's like the, no, that's not what people paid for. That's not what you're here to do. You're here to prove that you're the better fighter than whoever's against you in the ring, whether it's a square ring or an octagon ring, like. You need to just make sure you go in there to get the job done for everyone involved. Right. Yeah. But, uh, you know, quickly moving on from that, I don't have too much to talk about with boxing aside from just uh, Floyd Mayweather putting out that tweet, Um, you know, because who knows who who he'll fight. You know, maybe it'll be Manny Pacquiao again. Maybe Conor McGregor comes out and, you know, says he wants to fight him again. And then he'll disappear for, you know, years on end once (laughs) once more. But, uh, you know, other than that, with uh, we can go into basketball. Man, the Lakers—they've been on a hot streak, man. Ooh. They had—they had a loss, I think, a few few days ago, but then they went on another seven-game win streak. They beat, uh, I think, the Grizzlies last night, one hundred nine to one hundred eight, and then they beat before that was the uh, OKC Thunder. Yeah, and they again, it's like they're just proving time and time again. It's like this is a dangerous team, and I know we're—it's you know early presumptions, whatever else, but uh, you know, shoot, man, it's like I want to see us get to the playoffs because it's been—it's been a long time coming for the Lakers to actually go to the championship and win the uh, win it. You know, get everything. I want—I want to see the. LeBron host that trophy as a, in a Lakers jersey. It's going to be epic. You know, Anthony Davis is playing great. You know, seeing his block shots and everything. The oh, dude, yeah. The dudes just, do, they're both dominating on both sides of the ball. Like, you know, whatever anyone else says, freaking commentators want to say that LeBron James is unathletic or whatever else. It's like, nah, dude. Like, this dude's in his 17th year of the NBA, and he's still dunking on people. He's still putting the ball down from threes. Like, just, he, he knows how to get the job done, and You're he's right. a great player overall. Yeah, he's uh, he's been doing a phenomenal job, I'm thinking, this year alone. I'm just, like, thinking... 
man, this guy is that old. Yeah. And, you know, he's still he's still putting up these big numbers. And Monster like, numbers. Yeah, and it's, you know, he's doing a phenomenal job. And I, with the help of Anthony Davis, I, Anthony Davis was the biggest help. Right. And I'm not just saying it's just him because we, you know, the, the Lakers gotten some big guys that uh, just in the uh, this year alone, like Dwight Howard. Oh, yeah. Dude, I didn't even know we uh, the Lakers got him. Yeah. I didn't even know that until I just saw him play and I'm like, Wow, and then he's playing actually like he should be. I'm like, okay, All, finally. Yeah even, yeah, even our bench has depth to it. Like, that's yes. what's great. Well, and, you know, it's funny. As I was listening to some podcasts, and they were talking about that, that the Lakers don't really have that. And I'm thinking, what? D- people are insane because are saying that. Because this is what happened in the beginning of the year, when they played against the Clippers. They didn't have that depth. And I'm thinking, where's the Clippers are right now? Yeah. <laughs> Where are they? I'm not hearing them. I mean, don't get me wrong. We live here in Reno Valley, and I'm still seeing the L.A. Clippers everywhere. And it's like, uh-huh. um, last time I checked, the Lakers are still home of California. Yes. Not the Warriors. Not the uh, yeah, Warriors Clippers. up north. The, the Bay Area. It's like, the Lakers. Yeah. And the Clipper and and the Warriors. I give them respect to do what it is. That Christian boy up there, and Steph that, Curry, and his team. He carries that team, and then you know you can tell that you know God actually supports that team. Uh huh. And it's just phenomenal, and you can tell, you know. But when it comes to the Lakers, this is how this is this is our home. The SoCal is that's the Lakers. Yeah, it's it's LA area. That's where we're at. And again, I'm 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 never gonna stop rooting for the Lakers. But at least in, in that regard, I can root for the Lakers more so than I can for the Chargers because you know that's just an LA flop that I don't Ooh. really like to talk about. So <laughs> uh, you know, again, John John's my football buddy, uh, so he he knows my pain uh, when he when you know the team struggles and everything else. Um, you know, I've, I've vent to him a lot. He's, he's my shoulder to cry on, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah. So, you know, speaking of, you know, just, uh, transitioning into football now, um, you know, we, I did mention earlier that, or I don't know if I did actually mention this, I, I'm repeating myself and I'm just sounding terrible while doing it. But my friend, John here, my lovely friend, John is a Dallas Cowboys fanatic. All right. It's easy to say, dude loves his team. He loves Dallas. Loves he's wearing a Cowboys shirt as we speak. Yeah, yes. Wearing a Cowboys shirt as we speak. So I thought it'd be interesting for us to talk uh, talk a little deep dive into his team, the Cowboys, and how he thinks they're doing overall. Because there's there's a lot going back and forth. At the beginning of the season, you know, we had we had Zeke sign that big contract where he right. was fifty million guaranteed. Um, and you know, you have the Cowboys offensive line has always been regarded as one of the top notch uh, teams in the NFL as far as line coverage goes for their quarterback, for their running backs, whatever else. They can make holes. They can keep pass protection going. Um, but you know, so I want to talk because right now they're sitting at a Currently a six and four record, if I'm not mistaken. Six and five now. Six and five. Okay. Wait, did the Patriots game already finish? Yep. Oh, yeah. Sorry about that one. No, yeah, I was. I will go into depth with that one a little bit later. Right. Okay. We, we can talk about that. But yeah, so I was I was hoping for the, for an upset because I didn't want the Patriots to keep that number one seed. But hopefully, maybe one of the other teams will give them a loss later on in the season. Uh, but yeah, so again, just like we're as as a Cowboys fan, like you know, they do still have a winning record. They do still have control yep. of the division of the NFC East. And so I'm. Just, I just want to ask you, like, as a Cowboys fan, where do you think the issue lies with this kind of like? I don't know if you want to call it inconsistency or just like, how do you feel the team's doing overall? Where do you think they really need to improve? Because Dak's doing fairly well. He's <laughs> leading the league in passing yards and everything else, but you have Zeke on, on the same, the same offensive side of the ball and he's not getting a lot of carries. You know, he just got that big contract. What's going on there. What do you think is going on? Well, the first off, I want to start with the blaming on the, the game's loss. Okay. Those are on the coaches. That's Coaching. not on by any means on the offense or okay. the defensive part. Don't, don't, now there is some games I would say you know okay defensive the you guys should have done something right. Um, injuries have been caused the the injuries for the loss against the Jets that was injuries mm. straight up. Jets beat us. Yes, they did. They barely beat us. Barely. Right. 
Right. Yeah, which, by the way, they just shellacked the Raiders today, 34-3. to Right. So. Which I knew that was going to happen because I was, I've was i said that Jets are a good team. But when it came down to the Cowboys, the Cowboys were a better team. We played at their home. And on top of it, we had both tackles out. And right, so two, no protection. And two of our star receivers out. So four starters on our offense out. Do you think we lost the game? Yeah, of course we did. Because we lost our big dogs. And they right. were worried about one of our big dogs, and that was... Dak Prescott and Zeke Elliott. So, but Zeke Elliott hasn't done his performance as he should have. Okay. Um, he got that big. He got that big money. Awesome. You know, great. Where's his performance? Where is it? Mm-hmm. Well, I can tell you right now. It's because he lacked into the preseason. I don't care for the preseason all that much. Right. But the preseason does matter when it comes to uh, the running game. Getting you or, football ready. Or, yeah, get you football ready per se. And you can see it in da- in uh, Ezekiel Elliott. You can see it in Le- uh, Bell. Bell's gone. Bell's basically he's just washed up now because mm-hmm. he missed the entire year of football. NFL is a, the league's top dogs. These are the best of the best in the N- uh, football all played of all time. Mm-hmm. They go to play the le- in the leagues, so that's what they are. That means bigger hits, harder hits, everything like that. Your right. body could only handle so much, and that's you can see it in Ezekiel Elliott. That's the thing. Zeke is running up the ball, and he only has a couple yards and not the big plays. Right. He's not feeding as much. So, And on top of it, this isn't his football team anymore. It, to be honest, people say, you know, this was Zeke's team. This was Zeke's team. No, it was never Zeke's team. Mm. It was never has. It was Dak Prescott's. When he came in and took over from Tony Romo, it was his game from day one. Right. Now, I've had my problems with him, but I never said it was his fault to the point. I believe the problem was... Our um, offensive coordinator. Okay, so Scott Linehan was the problem. Okay, so and now you guys have Kellen Moore, correct? Yeah, right. we have Kellen Moore, and this is his first year, and I think he's doing great job psyching out the defense a little bit right here. Yeah, you know what? The Cowboys did lose to the New England Patriots, but it was raining, cold, the wind was blowing. Okay. The stats for Dak Prescott was eighteen thirty-two, hundred uh, ninety-nine yards and an interception. Okay. Tom Brady's stats was 17-37 and 190 yards and a touchdown. When you really look at it, Dak and Tom had basically the same stats. Mm. So you know the offense didn't do that well. Zeke Elliott compared to Michaels. Zeke had 21 carries with 86 yards. Michaels had 20 carry with 85 yards. Okay. Cobb, our top receiver for our team, had five receptions with 86 yards. Julian Elliman, Nine, uh, eight receptions with 93 yards. So you could tell that the, um, the really the t- key point of who won that game was the defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Which, defense is about both uh, back and forth. Yeah, Great. and it was a phenomenal game to watch. You know, even with that loss, I'm satisfied mm. because now we know what to do. We 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 know. The weakness of the Patriots is not is is their um offense. Their offense is oh, not correct. that yeah. great. They're they're actually horrible in my opinion. Mm. They may say, "Oh, praise them so well." They're going to go to the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, that, and that's the Patriots will go to the Super Bowl if if Baltimore gets beat in the playoffs. Baltimore right. will beat them in the yeah, playoffs. Yeah, my, my dad's already ma- my dad's already making claims that like you know again if the Patriots play him again because of Belichick that they're going to be ready for him. But it's like there's only so much you can do on defense. You can you can stop the run. You can stop the pass. 
But how do you contain someone like Lamar Jackson again? If, exactly. if they, and they beat him handily the first time. It was almost twenty a twenty point victory. Almost, uh, yeah. You know, so it's just like they and they they never lost the lead. Like the Baltimore Ravens were up ten to zero at one point, and then it be, you know they just ran away with the game. Like you can only contain so much on the defensive end of the ball right. before it's just like okay, well the guys are getting tired. They can't be three places at once. You can't cover Lamar Jackson and the wide receiver, or you can't cover Lamar and the running back. It's like you know what do you like pick your poison? Like because the the Baltimore Ravens they have several for you to just drink on and just die because you're going to get murdered in that game right but, exactly. um, and again i'm hoping I, I god i cannot i don't want to see another patriots super bowl like i know i'm biased about that but like i don't care like i'm, I'm getting nobody tired of does it. nobody yeah. does i know the patriots fans do but most of those are just bad running is anyways because yeah they because they, they can't even name the the quarterback before tom brady exactly so that's that's the biggest problem and with that but when it comes down to the idea of um just in generally the um dallas cowboys I have to blame the problem on the coaching. Okay. There's there has to be a problem going on because right now there we all know the Cowboy fans know that um that Jason Garrett's out. Jason Garrett, yeah. Yeah, he's out. He's out of this year. After this year. Now the question is is who's going to be the take over that spot? We have the best best roster in the league in my opinion. All in generally on defense and offense. Right, on paper at all. It's it's all great. But the problem is is you, if you don't have a bad coaching, then you're not going to have a good game. Mm. Do you do you blame it all the offensive line for Zeke's poor performance, or do you think no. it's still just all Zeke? No, it's it's. I don't blame all of it on the offensive line. I blame Zeke or okay. the or the play call. Okay. Or at the right time of the play call. I want to. That's what I'm trying to point out. That mm. it's not necessarily it was the bad play call. Like it could have been a good call, but maybe not run it in that direction. Maybe swap the direction or okay. call switch the switch it over. Which is Dax part. Dax um, thought or. Dax um, play to do that. Okay, but um, I'm impressed with Dak Prescott. Yeah, I he's doing, I, doing I am in loving with it because I've said this from day one. He is the best quarterback in the NFC East. Carson Wentz is just straight up trash. Mm-hmm. I said it. I love. <laughs> I love the man. I love the who what he believes in. He believes in Jesus Christ. Awesome, great. But you do not run that team. It was Nick Foles' team, and I said it from day one. When mm-hmm. he won that Super Bowl, it was Nick Foles. Yeah, and that's what a lot of people talk about is how he's uh, he's one of the guys who has the most pressure on his shoulder this season because of the fact that, like, again, Nick Foles did big things for that city by winning them their first Super Bowl championship. Yep. And now uh, Wentz comes in because they didn't want to get rid of him because they they traded up to get him as a number one draft pick or whatever else. Um, you know, in the, in the draft, what year was it again? They picked up Wentz. Is it two years ago? Three years? Sixteen. Sixteen. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, they pick him up and they're like, okay, well, we already invested a lot of money into him, so we're not going to just dump him off to another team, even though Nick Foles just won us this as a backup. But who knows? It doesn't look like it's paying off dividends because again, Wentz isn't doing like you said; he's not doing hot this season. And if all you guys don't even, if you guys knew before Foles was going to retire, mm-hmm. he was going to retire before he went back to the Eagles, and they right. wanted him as backup. And he says, you know what? Okay, this is what God wants me to do, and I'm going to do it. So he did. <laughs> And sure enough, he won in the Super Bowl. Yep. It wasn't Wentz. I didn't see Wentz up there holding the um, MVP um, trophy up there as a Super Bowl MVP. It was Nick Foles. Yep. Nick Foles will go down as not the one that goes in the Hall of Fame for the one as a quarterback, as a uh, for the uh, Super Bowl champ, because mm-hmm. he was a backup quarterback. Do we deserve that? I think he should have been with the Eagles the entire time of his career. Yeah. And I, I guarantee you he would have had at least. Two more Super Bowls. Yeah, because what it was, it wasn't Andy Reid with the Eagles when Foles was there, or who am I no, thinking of someone else? It was, uh, oh, I can't remember his name. He was the Oregon's uh, coach back in the days in uh, college when Oregon was t- uh, dominating back then. <sighs> Shoot, I'm trying I can't to... remember what his name was, but he ruined that Eagles. He They traded every player. Mm-hmm. Um, Sean McCoy, they, right. sh- they traded him. 
uh, Nick Foles. They traded him to yep. went to he St. Went to the, Louis. Card- yeah. I mean, the St. Louis uh, yeah, the Rams. Rams. And uh, he went over there, and then I think he went to another team. I can't remember the other team was. Um, then he was went to the Philadelphia, and now he's with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. Um, I still think with this the the play calling of the Eagles, he would be a better fit than Carson Wentz. That's yeah. the thing that people need to understand is their the play callings have to match to the player's style. Right. That's, that's the way that things that people and that, need to that's do. what's working out so well for Baltimore because again they understand their quarterback and they're like we're going to work the system around you, not the other way around. And Don't. they changed it for him. Yes. Because Flacco was nothing like. Oh uh, God, no, Flacco. Nowhere even close. So what did John Harbaugh do? He changed it. He changed it all over. Uh, to the way he, to the way he needs it for Lamar Jackson. Right. Yeah. So again, all, all that being said is again, I know I, d- I just wanted to hear, like I said, if you as a Cowboys fan, like you know whether you're frustrated, you're still looking positive. It seems like you're on the up and up because again, you guys still are at, like a top of the NFC East, like I said. And again, un- unless you like lose, you know, th- it would have to be three games at this point because I know uh, what the Eagles are one game, two games back from you now at this they're point. Two, they're two games. Yeah, two back, games back. So I mean, they'd have to like lo- they'd have to win out everything, and that includes beating you guys, at, you know, once once more. Um, and then because uh, you guys play each other at Philadelphia, I think is the next. Correct. Up. And which yeah. is the last game of our, if it, yeah, it's either like ne- next few weeks or something. But yeah, so either way, it's like their their schedule is getting tougher. And like I, I mean, I'll be honest, I I thought the Eagles were going to do a lot better this season, but they're just not getting it done. Same as the Chargers, go figure. But you know, whatever. That's that's neither here nor there. But that all that being said, you know, and I know Sarah's been like you know gabbing up our ears about the Cowboys <laughs> right now. So we're uh, you know again we're we're gonna go ahead and move on to our Week 13 predictions. And again, we will now have Sarah filling in as John's uh, replacement. A lot more beautiful, I will say, than uh, than John um, uh, for our fun little predictions of back and forth and like who you think what team's gonna win. So uh, first matchup, John, for me and you to discuss, and we're gonna actually cover Thanksgiving games. And that's another reason why I brought you on this podcast because right. the Cowboys always play thanksgiving but so the first game of that day is going to be in the morning we got the bears versus the lions who do you think is going to win this one if i'm if i'm looking this at this correctly the lions are home right correct yeah so i always put the home team as the second team listed i would choose the lions if stanford's playing or Mm. safford stafford he if he's playing i would uh, i would say the lions will win just because he is a better quarterback. Oh, yeah. And Mitch Trubisky's, Trubisky's garbage. I just don't like that. Defensive-wise, the Bears will put up a battle. Yes. Yeah. But this is at home. This is Thanksgiving. The Bears, they're just not all they were last year. Yeah. Defensive-wise, even still defensive-wise, they're they're missing points. I mean, they're missing on the turnovers. Right. But they were last year. I mean, just simple as that. The mm. Bears are not as good as they were. Yeah. But offense-wise, they're still just not there. But Lions... Lions are thinking in their heads, we need to be up there with the Minnesota Vikings and the Packers. Yeah. How do we do it? We got to get through the Bears. Yeah. So, and in that division, I would probably have to say that's the best division in the league right now. Yeah. They Hands could they down. could easily have three teams make make the playoffs yeah, because exactly. again, you have well, well, although although you know you have the Seahawks and the Vikings have their like eight and two, eight and three records, so they might be taking the wild card spots right now because I know Green that's, Bay. That's exactly Green Bay's what on is. top, uh, and then you have uh, Green Bay 49ers. And Saints are like the top three. Uh, I know there's only top two seats that'll get the bye week, but just you know, hear me out here. So those teams are all sitting at like eight and two or right. nine, nine and one, nine and two. Um, and then you have the other two teams. Uh, like I said, the Seahawks, uh, Seahawks and Vikings both have like an eight and two, eight and three record. And then the uh, the Cowboys are holding in charge of their division. So those will uh, be the that'll be the other spot that gets filled in for the six seeds that go from the NFC. Um, but yeah, so it's gonna be tough. Uh, 
for any other team to really come out of that division because you know two of them are coming out of the West and two yep. of them look like they're coming out of the North. So yep. they really got to turn things around. I don't know if the Lions will make playoffs, but as far as this game goes, I think I'm with you. If Stafford plays, I think he can definitely outplay Trubisky and, and pick apart the defense because if they're yeah. on the field too long, too too many offensive turnovers, they're not going to be able to get it if done. If the front line also protects him with um, that defensive line, that defensive line is of the Bears is the best Asset. Yeah, that's the best thing they have a chance of winning any games because of that defensive line. Right, sir. So what do you what do you think between Bears and Lions? Who do you think is going to win that matchup? I think it sounds like one of Aesop's fables that a Aesop's group of, <laughs> that a bear would be up against a lion in a battle. Okay, the lion bringing forth uh, swiftness and uh, fierceness, and the bears bringing forth strength and uh, determination. And I'm not sure how that fable would end. Mm. But I think that's what we're looking at here. Although, I don't know how much the Bears are going to eat for their Thanksgiving meal, but they're preparing for hibernation right now. Mm. And uh, I don't know if it's going to work to their strength or to their detriment. But you got to make a pick here. Who do you think is going to win between the two? Do you think they'll be hibernating? They'll be too tired to play? Well, they're not hibernating yet. So, But they're getting sleepy. They're getting sleepy. They're getting sleepy, but they're also nice and big and bulky because they're just stocking up on all their food. So uh, I think I'm going to lean on the Bears on this one. You're picking the Bears? Okay. All right, and there you have it. All right, our next game, we got the Buffalo Bills versus the Cowboys. Again, we did just say the Cowboys sadly lost to the Patriots. Dang it. But the uh, the Bills are also fighting to keep their wild card spot in the AFC. So this is going to be a tough matchup for both teams because they both need to come away with the win. John? I'm trying not to make this bias. Uh, right. I'm going to be straight up honest. I, yes, I am a Cowboys fan. I'm going to try to make this not as biased as it is. But you're also a football fan, I am so a football we know how to be exact, honest about stuff. Exactly. Yeah. I am going to pick the Cowboys for okay. this one. And here's my here's my reason why. Okay. I love Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. I think he is a good quarterback. He reminds me uh, – not him, actually. He doesn't remind me of him, actually. That's, <laughs> that's the other – that's Sam Donald. Um, but Josh Allen, just speaking of Josh, uh, uh, Josh Allen, he he's that kind of quarterback that I just – I love he he's he has everything built for him. Like okay. he runs the ball with no fear, and I love that in a quarterback. But he has to be careful, right? Don't but want to his, take too many he bad has hits. also in his arms. Um, he has one of the best, um, one of the smallest guys that used to play for us in um, Beasley. Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley was the one that brought the sauce. He uh, there's the guy is good, and he's doing good with Josh Allen. I mm-hmm. thought that was a perfect fit. Even it hurt me though because he was. You don't want to see him leave as a no, cowboy yeah. because he was a good fit for even Dak Prescott. But he's just good for anybody in general because he has that ability. Right. But the thing is, is that the Bills are lacking is their defense, in you, my opinion. You say their defense is lacking. They're, they're lacking a little bit on their defense. Um, why? In this, in this, in this uh, equation. I want that's oh, okay. So that's this what, matchup. Yeah. Not in, um, not in generally to their the way they play. Their defense is still good. Okay. I'm saying that in a jet way, but they're going up against the best offense in the league. Mm. Dallas Cowboys is the best offense in the league, just hands down. Most touchdowns, or not maybe not most touchdowns, but in the top five for touchdowns, like yards per game, yards stuff like that. for okay. game, uh, just anything like everything like that. Um, they're just they're that's where they're winning. So they're they're just doing phenomenal on that. Um, Defense wise, we're going to have Van Der Esch back, I believe. I okay. hope. I, gosh, I hope because he's a big part of that. Right, um, key defensive player. Defensive player, yeah. So it's just like I said that defense wise, and this is at home. Mm. Now home and field advantage does matter a lot, especially when it comes to Dak Prescott mm. and. We just lost against the New England Patriots. You think we're going to lose to the Bills? Yeah, it's definitely that's, one of those things where it's like that. I don't like the Cowboys. I mean, I know they they did have what it was the Saints and Packers, but they lost back to back. But I mean, that's and the Jets. Yeah. So okay. But 
I'm not going to go into depth with the reason why those lost yeah. because those those I will I can go on for days. But right, you know, like I said about the Jets already, is that was because of the uh, injuries. Right. If injuries don't hurt us, which the injury bug has been hurting a lot of people in the NFL this year, mm. we should be fine. Uh, but I would definitely have to say that the Cowboys will. Ha- I think Cowboys have this. It's Thanksgiving. Mm. They have a good percentage of winning on Thanksgiving, and yeah. this is the first time in a long time, if I recall, the Bills played the Cowboys in Thanksgiving. Yeah, this is the first time I can't remember. I can't remember them playing either. So I, I, I think I would still uh, agree. And, and again, that's not just because of you know I love John. He's he's a beautiful man. But uh, no, I, I think the Cowboys could overall. Because again, I think the. Uh, I, I will, I'll disagree in the sense that I think the Bills' best strength is their defense, but I think the fact that uh, you know it's, it's the same de- uh, detriment that the Bears have is you don't have a that good of a quarterback on offense. And not saying John, uh, Allen's been picking it up, so he's been right. doing better. But when I when I compare him to Dak Prescott, I think I still give the edge to Dak and that offensive oh, of course, yeah. uh, side of the ball as opposed to you know uh, Allen facing the defensive side of the Cowboys. Like so, I think that's what's going to be the the key ga- uh, key to the game. Um, and I think that again, the Cowboys will pull out a win at home on Thanksgiving, and they'll be feasting on that turkey leg. Right, Sarah, what do you think, Bills and Cowboys? Uh, I think uh, if them playing on Thanksgiving is sort of a tradition that happens every year, then I'm just going to go ahead and uh, root for the metaphorical home team. And uh, just hope that all those Cowboys fans that make a tradition out of watching the game have a happy Thanksgiving. Oh, what a nice little message. <laughs> all right. And our, our night game, another divisional rivalry is you're going to have the Saints versus the Falcons. And this is at Atlanta. This, I, dude, I wish I could just say the Saints get a win here. But the last time they played at New Orleans, the Falcons upset them horribly. And it's like, you know, I, I told Luke this, you never underestimate the power of a divisional rival because nope. anything can happen. But what the crap, man? I mean, the Saints, like, the Falcons just had their number. And what's crazy is the, the Falcons turn around after beating uh, both the Panthers and the Saints. And then today they just lost to the Buccaneers. And it's just like, you know, still divisional rivalry, so I guess it still fits within my vein of thought there. But what the heck, man? The Bucks suck. Like, James Watson's a turnover machine. You guys still lost to him. It was 35-22. to 22. Like I guess he ate that W really bad. Yeah, we're going to get that W. <laughs> Sucking his fingers. <laughs> oh, gosh. But, uh, yeah, so what, what do you think? Saints-Falcons, do you think the, the Saints will fix their mistakes from last game, or do you think the Falcons get another upset here? I'm still going to say the Saints are going to win. Okay. But uh, here's my butt issue. With this. I'm agreeing with you on this. Big butt. Yeah, it's a big butt. It's the Falcons. The Falcons are a team that's like, do they want to win or do they not? Mm. Do they want to win this game? That's the question. They can. They have the assets to do it. They have the team to to win a game. But the problem is, is can they? Mm. This is at home. That's the only advantage I would say the Falcons can win. Mm. Again, like I said, home field advantage always has the biggest percentage. Right. Only reason why is for that. But this is Saints team this is drew Brees. yes drew Brees is going up the best in the league he's my favorite quarterback in the, um, the league as we speak mm-hmm. i honestly still will give the saints a, the w with this i right. don't see them losing twice um to a division mm-hmm. but it could happen um i just don't think that uh matt ryan's gonna pull off win victory right because this is not the same falcons team that was last year that did this yeah last not year. at all this is I don't even I can't even explain to you what 
what's up with this team. And, and again, I remember talking to Luke about our uh, you know preseason predictions and everything. I thought, if anything, this division with the Carolina Panthers, the Falcons, and the Saints, that would be the division that has three teams going to the the wild uh, not wild card, but to the playoffs in general. Because I would, again, I would say they would have taken second mm. in the, their, their division. I honestly believe that Drew, uh, Drew Brees Saints will make it to uh, to the number one. Yeah, I knew Carolina would be a flop because of uh, the situation with uh, Cam Newton. Right, Cam Newton is old, washed, has been. And never really was been actually in my opinion, <laughs> uh, but that's another topic. But uh, I would I would assume, that, like I said, they would have taken second. But it's it's been one of those weird roller coaster rides for the Falcons. Oh yeah. All right. What do you think, Sarah? Saints Falcons. Um, I think if they're playing on the Falcons, Fal- Falcons, Falcons. <laughs> on the Falcons. the Falcons' home turf, I think it's going to entirely depend on how the weather is in Arizona that day. Arizona, Atlanta, Atlanta. <laughs> Who's the Arizona team? Cardinals. Cardinals. Okay. Another bird, but yeah. And yeah. they're they're both actually in the dome, so it really doesn't matter. The rain <laughs> <or> sunshine. <laughs> well, I just mean like the general the, the weather either way. Okay. So I'm gonna say it entirely depends on the weather. So if, if the weather's good, who do you pick? If the weather's bad, who do you pick? I think if the weather's really good and uh, really warm, then I'm gonna say it's gonna be the Falcons, and if the weather is cold, then it's going to be the Saints. Okay. Great. <laughs> I gotta right. look at the weather right now. <laughs> All right, so moving on. The alignment of the stars also comes into play, but we'll get into that. Okay, <laughs> getting real elaborate here. All right, so next game we have Titans versus Colts, divisional rivalry. Both of these teams are going to be fighting to try to claim that last wild card spot. As it stands right now, I believe in the AFC, uh, the Bills will definitely take one of those wild card spots. They won't take division because yeah. obviously that they're with the Patriots. Um, but yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of teams vying for like a nine and seven or possibly ten and six record to take that last uh, sixth seed spot. Um, so who do you think gets it, Titans versus Colts? This one's actually pretty hard. This is actually probably going to have to be the hardest decision right now. I could well, actually no, this is not the hardest one. I just need another one. Yeah. Uh, but Titans and Colts, you know, I can see the Titans pulling this off. Okay. I I can. Um, after the Colts lost to the uh, Texans on Thursday, right. I watched a lot of flaws that they had. Um, Titans actually done a lot of good job to their. Uh, yeah, they've been bouncing back pretty yeah, good. Even though I don't like the Tannehill thing. I think that they disrespected uh, Mariota. Mariota in that way. I just think that was a bad move that they did. Disrespectful to that man. That man did a lot for that team. Right. Um, so I feel the disrespect. But I'm still going to probably have to say I picked the Titans to pull this, uh, an upset here. I think okay. this is going to be an upset on the Colts because, again, home field advantage. Yeah. Um. Whew, man, I don't know. I think... I might go with the Colts, but a slight favor, like a 51% to right. 49. Like, I, I don't, it's like, I want them to do good. Again, Jacoby Brissett's been filling in for Andrew Luck, and not that he's been Andrew Luck level, but he's still been good enough to get the team to, you know, where they are now and right. f- fight for their spots. I know that the loss last week to the Texans was very hard, but I don't know. I think they can, I don't know if they're a team that I want to say was going to have two losses back to back, like, especially against a divisional rival. Um, you know, and not to be underestimated, but I think the Colts will get the win here. Um, that's that's where I'm putting my stock in on this one. Uh, Sarah, what do you think? Titans versus Colts? Well, I think both these teams are coming off of having an inflated ego. Like they're just riding on that inflated ego caused by movies that have been about their teams. Remember the Titans uh, and what was the Colts one? Spirit Stein of the Cimarron. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> But I, th- I think that, uh, you know, the Colts still have a little bit more to prove, so I think they're going to come in with a stronger game. All right. Next game we have, this one is, oh, man, I almost wish they would have flexed this to the night game. Uh, 49ers versus the Ravens. That is the number one seed versus the number two seed. And I 
think I'm going to give the edge to the Ravens because they're in Baltimore for this game, and Lamar Jackson is just playing out of his mind. So I will have to say, ah, gosh dang, it's a home field advantage again. Um, I don't know, man. <laughs> it's so hard because the Niners Can are I, the team that I said that they're going to go to the Super Bowl and they're going to win their division. Can I They're, interest you and Jimmy G having a lot of turnovers though? Yes, he, no, he, no, no, he, no. You can because okay. but I'm not I'm gonna say this about the Ravens defense. They're not a turnover defense. It's like the Dallas Cowboys. Uh-huh. Their defense reminds me they're a lot of stopping, the Cowboys. They're, they're good at stopping, but they don't get a lot of turnovers. They're not turnovers. Yeah. So does that really matter per se? I mm-hmm. don't know. Um I mean if it was the Niners versus the Patriots, I would have probably had to say the Patriots, just because the, their defense is good at turnovers. Right, and that's what gets a lot of crucial yardage. But I would have to say I can see an upset going on with the Niners. I can see them pulling off the Ravens' win, but the mm. Ravens are on a high, so I'm still going to take the 49ers on this one. I will okay. take. I'm going to take the underdog on this one. All right, Sarah, what do you think? 49ers versus the Ravens. You can definitely interest me in Jimmy G's turnovers as long as they're topped with ice cream. <sighs> I friggin' knew it. <laughs> <laughs> well, if they're not topped with ice cream, who gets the win here? Oh, I mean, well, Ravens are nocturnal now, so if it's a night game, it's got to go to them. Okay. I think it's a morning game, though. That's you said what, it was a night game. I said I wish it got flexed to the night oh, game. Oh, well, then it's just, it can't be the Ravens, then they're going to be sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got two for the 49ers. I'm, I'm flying solo on this one. All right, uh, next game, Browns versus Steelers. What makes this one interesting? Same thing. They're both trying to stay in contention for that last wild card spot, and especially after that Thursday night fiasco <laughs> with Miles Garrett and the helmet hit. There's going to be some bad blood on this field. So what do you think, John? Steelers home field, do you think they'll get the advantage, or do you think the Browns get another upset win over them? Who won? Browns won? The Browns won last time. It was 21-7, to and now it's going to be uh, the Browns visiting the Steelers in Pittsburgh. I could still see them winning just because um, the Browns are another – it's like a Falcons, but mm-hmm. better Falcons team, right. better than that. Yeah, they definitely have a more balanced record for sure. Yeah, so – they're another wishy-washy roller coaster ride. They just beat the who they played. They played today the, the Dolphins. It was the like Dolphins. forty-one to twenty and something. I, and I know it was Miami Dolphins. I know you know they're like it's they're bad. They're they're, they're, they're trash. They're the trash of the NFL right now. Yeah, but the well, Browns, there is the Bengals that still have de- defeated. They haven't got one win yet. Oh really? I yeah. forgot about them. That's how bad they are because yep. I just totally forgot about the Bengals. Um, I'm I'm still gonna say the Browns on this one just because one I actually hate the Steelers more than a passion in <laughs> I they. Yeah, I hate them so much. Um, but I like again, I'm just trying to make this bias as best I can, but I still am gonna pick the Browns just because I still believe in their their little four triplet or the four people that they have on their team. Uh Chubb, Baker, Chubb, Baker and then Landry, Landry and Odell. And Odell, correct. Okay. I still believe in them. Right. Um so I'm gonna pick with the Browns with this one. Yeah, I think I'll, I'll start with you on that. Um I know the Steelers today they even benched Mason Rudolph. So and they put in the third string quarterback. Uh so I think the Browns will definitely right. have a field day with him because their their defense isn't they're not the best by any means, but they're, they're still average. good. They're yeah, average. they're still they're still good. I think they'll be able to get after him and put pressure on him. Yeah, they're an average um, uh they they I want to say this. They can win a Super Bowl with that defense. That's what I'm gonna say. Not saying that their offense is good enough to win a Super Bowl. They mm-hmm. will never go to the Super Bowl with that team setup. But they can win a Super Bowl with that average defense. It's mm. just average. If they have a good offense, um, and if the NFC was just trash, right? <laughs> All right. What do you What do you say, Sarah? Yeah, I Browns. think as long as everyone can keep their helmets on and avoid smashing each other with them, then everybody wins. <laughs> okay, I'll take that side. All right. But so between the two teams, we, we, we need decisive picks here. I, I gotta I gotta preface this. We gotta make sure that you have a clear pick on who you think is gonna win. Steelers. So you're picking the Steelers. Okay. Any other any other reason just by them playing? No, nice you told and... me to pick one. 
Okay. Squealers. <laughs> All right. Moving on. We got a few more games here, so please just stay with us. We're almost over. Raiders versus Chiefs. I think this one's an easy Chiefs win because the Chiefs already beat them in Oakland, and as much as I I was putting stock in the Raiders to take that last uh, wild card seed, but they got destroyed by the Jets, thirty four to three. And the Jets, like, I mean, I know you said they were a good team, but I mean they're they're not good this season. They're no, at a three and no, seven record, whatever any, the heck it is. By any means, I'm, and, I want to I want to rephrase what I said. I'm not saying that the Jets are a good team. Right, right, right. They're a good up and coming team. Mm. But the Raiders. I'm sorry. They're oh, they're a team that's like, oh god. I don't they know they got like I said, that. they got thrashed. I can't put stock in them beating the Chiefs at Arrowhead. It's just not not in my book. No, I, I will have to agree. I, this is at Arrowhead. Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes is going to have a field day on with him. The, right. This team. This defense is. I mean, don't get me wrong. This def, this Raiders team does scare me for the future. Uh-huh. They have the best rookie class. Oh, Jacobs of, is a beast of all time, in my opinion. They really do. So I can see the future coming very bright if they don't mess it up. Yes. Which the Raiders always mess it up. <laughs> and they're, and I'm talking about in their high office uh, ownership situation. Right. Bull cut, they man. always, always mess up on this. But I will pick the Chiefs on this for the win. All right. Here. Sarah, Raiders versus Chiefs. I was raised in a home that um, had very strong values against saying good things about the Raiders. So it's going to be the Chiefs. All right. We got, a, we got an agreement on that one. Everyone's picking Chiefs. All right, Patriots versus Texans. Now, I know on paper this could seem like an easy win for the Patriots. However, and I'm pretty sure the last handful of matchups that these teams have had since Deshaun Watson entered the league, there's always a shootout. Because, like I said, uh, I think I told you this, John, Bill Belichick had a hard enough time uh, guarding Lamar Jackson. And when you get a mobile quarterback who can also throw the ball down the field, uh, same as Deshaun Watson, it's going to be a a shootout. And I think it'll come down to whoever has the ball last. Um, I'll give a slight edge to the Patriots. 50, again, another fifty-one percent to forty-nine. If Deshaun Watson gets the win, I would not be surprised though. That team. I'm going, it's, uh, uh, this is the this is where is the hard part about this one. I will. I'm thinking it's going to be a blowout. A blowout win, but the Patriots. I feel the way the I don't feel the Texans have been really all that solid all around. Defensive, Every, no. Just generally of the games they play. Um, Watson is not Lamar Jackson. Mm. I never thought Lamar Jackson would ever be the way he is. Mm. No, I did not think it. Yeah, he's his doing second, pheno- second, year. second year, he's doing phenomenal. So, but I would I would say that defense is going to come out strong. They're ready to come out, and they're gonna they're gonna have at least probably maybe two or three turnovers. Right. I will I will have to say that it's going to come down to the defense just winning this game, and that's what's going to make it a blowout. Okay. Um, that depends on exactly if the Patriots are going to. Even though I don't want the Patriots to win, I want the Texans to win. I just feel like it's going to be a blowout. I would, you know what? I'm going to actually probably put the score on here. I'm going to put it 28 to 14. 28 14. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, what do you think, Sarah? Patriots versus Texans. I think with this one, it really comes down to which team is more likely to give the other team a giant apple pie that's been laced with laxatives. And um, I think you already have a sense of this with terms like a blowout. And (laughs) and I think it's really, really clear that the Patriots are the ones more likely to do that to the Texans than the other way around. Just feed them Taco Bell. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I I think the Patriots are going to take this one either by force or by laxative-laced apple pie. Yikes. All right. (laughs) Congratulations, America, for that one. Uh, All right. And our last matchup, like I've been talking about, uh, hyping these two teams, 
Vikings versus Seahawks. I think this is definitely the one to watch out for because I think it's going to be a great uh, – I think it'll be a high-scoring game. The defenses will still perform well, but I think both teams could easily hit 30 points. Um, <clears throat> oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So between the two, I believe this is in Seattle. Who do you think gets the win, Vikings and Seahawks? I'm going to go with Vikings. You're going to go with the Vikings? I am going to go with the Vikings. I don't think the Seahawks have a defense. Mm. Yeah, that's At what I At least the say. Vikings have a defense. Yes. Yes, it's been one of those defenses like – are they going to be good or not? Or are they not? Yet, you, they went up against the Cowboys. They almost lost to the Cowboys. Mm. If it wasn't for the coaching on that fault. Right. That's my opinion on that one. But they almost lost to them because of their, their defense was lacking on against the best offensive pl- game. Mm. And so that was the biggest, the biggest fault on that. Okay. Um, but the Seahawks don't have a defense. They have no defense whatsoever mm-hmm. to be able to stop Stefan Diggs or... Um, I think Thielen will come back too for this the, game, yeah. or if he's not already back. Yeah, and the only problem I would see being a fault, and it wasn't a fault when he played against the Cowboys, was Kirk Cousins in, on primetime. Mm. Kirk Cousins still sucks at primetime. <laughs> it's just simple as that. Uh-huh. But I still think the Vikings could pull off an upset here, even though Seattle is the favorite to win in this. I by a good percentage or a decent percentage for that I thought I didn't think it was going to be that close. Uh, I think right. it may be close. Mm-hmm. I think it may be like two to three percentage. No, they're I think believe they are having them like ten or okay. somewhere roughly around there. That's a lot in my opinion against two teams who are in the playoffs and yeah. wild card position. Yeah, and I, again I think both these teams will take the respective fifth and uh, sixth seed. So again, it's like yeah, you if you're any other team in the NFC hunting for a wild card spot. <clears throat> Like you better step your game up and just win out because there's no I don't see any way that these two teams are stopping because they're both, uh, you know, like I said, eight and two, eight and three, whatever the heck the record is. So they're they're barely underneath the top one and two seeds as it is. It's just the only reason why they don't have their top spot is because they ha- they're competing against the 49ers and the uh, Packers. And again, yep. those only those teams only have one or two losses apiece. And the the head to head matchup they have the win. So it's like you know again I think it'll it will come down to a high scoring game. You know whoever's defense can step up. But like you said, I, I'm. Definitely siding with the Vikings on this. I think the score um, will be. I'm going to say 34-31. That's why I think is going to be the end yeah, with, with, the, with, with the with the Vikings winning. I will agree with that on that one. Sarah, last prediction. Vikings, I just hope Seahawks. both teams have fun. No, no, no. <laughs> you don't get to do that. And that everyone scores 30 points Stop and it. everyone's mom watches the game. No. Also, that's another thing. Depends on the weather too. Uh, yeah, if it's raining. If I recall, we were supposed to have a rainstorm literally roughly around that time period. So, mm. And it is in Seattle. Yes. So Seattle rains like 300 days a year. Exactly. So it depends on that because I don't know how Kirk Cousin actually really does that well in the rain. So it depends on how the high scoring will be ha- come down to it. I mean, look at the game against Dallas Cowboys versus the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was a lot of rain there. So what's your pick, Sarah? I have not, I'm not letting you scapegoat this one. Well, then I'll just go with the Vikings because that's what you guys said. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. What a great, lively discussion here to end out our sports category. But that is also going to end out the episode. So once again, I want to thank my hosts, uh, Sarah and John, for joining me today, and uh, wish Luke and John their uh, safe travels wherever they're at, and that they're having a good night. But to you listeners at home, wherever you're at, uh, I just want to say we love you. And you know what? The phrase of the week is going to be Happy Thanksgiving. Is that uh, that's too easy? No, I want it to be Will you be my neighbor? <laughs> is that fine? Since we talked about Mr. Rogers and how just impactful yeah. he was and nostalgic. Why would you be my giving? <laughs> be my giving. Yeah. yeah. So, won't you be my neighbor? Uh, find John or Luke and spam them with those messages, and they will give you some kind of peanut of some kind. I don't know if it'll be peanut butter. Just it'll uh, be one of those gross circuit pe- circus peanut marshmallows. Oh, gross, man. Maybe uh. you don't want to say the phrase of the week. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? Hopefully, you guys will tune in next week. Uh, hope you had a good time listening to this episode. All right. We love you and goodbye. Bye. Bye.